0: Malaysian 370, contact with decimal 120.9, good night. Good night, Malaysian 370.
1: Breaking news tonight, a Malaysia Airlines flight with 239 people on board, including four Americans, has gone missing.
2: folks and welcome to a fine and spiffing evening on alien addict tonight we are going to have ashton forbes he is down at the bottom here somewhere in this little white bar um but yeah if you really want to wait for some real drama wait till about three hours four hours in where we uh because we're going to be nice for about three hours Really nice to him. And then right at the end, we're going to be complete dicks. So without further ado, let
3: me bring on my two boys.
2: <laughs> How you doing, lads? Good, okay. man.
3: Um, you didn't have to go so hard on the intro. Yeah. it's like, we're just going to make a quick intro while he's ushering in the fucking orchestra.
2: Right. <laughs> I made that orchestra cost a lot of money. Should we bring the man on?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody.
4: How's it going? Okay. Nice to see you guys, Alien Addict. How's it going? Holly, you Lee. How you guys everybody, Sweet. It, it, yeah. it feels like five that minutes. That intro of... was epic, man. Holy crap. That was amazing. He, he's I love getting, the Oppenheimer quote.
5: He, yeah, he's getting better and better at him, you know. Uh, Lee and I were thinking about having him replaced, but uh, <laughs> let him stay. Let him stay. <laughs> no, Steve's doing good, man. Uh, we see. appreciate you coming back on, man. Uh, especially oh, yeah. in light of uh, you, maybe. A very trending thing in Twitter slash X right now and the drama that's going on. And uh how you how you doing with all that? (laughs) Yeah, no,
4: I'm doing great, man. It's uh you know, I I don't think I would have ever expected even get to this point. You know, the future is totally uncertain, so I couldn't say what would happen, but we've had some really big names come in and supporting the content, retweeting some of the big content pieces and you know i just i think i'm so grateful to all those people everybody who's been following along with the evidence like we've got mm-hmm. more followers that people than people have been on tv like many times over at this point uh, which i think goes to show the strength of the evidence so despite the fact that there's a lot of haters i think that they say that when you've got haters that's when you know you've made it you know so i think maybe we are getting to that point now where you know it's starting to become a little bit more undeniable that there's really something here but yeah how are you guys doing tonight
3: good um the, i i we just just finished watching uh the watch the interview you did on um uh on co- the concrete podcast yeah and uh i think that was like I, I think you had yourself excellently on it
4: thanks yeah i think that was a big one you know I, I went out there uh met danny what was it about a week or two ago um you know did his podcast i thought he was he was very nice in general um i did feel like you know he he told me ahead of time he was skeptical and so i wasn't too surprised by kind of some of his uh comments during the interview you know like really trying to push the boundaries of you know what the evidence really spoke to um felt like the, the the corridor crew thing kind of came out at the end Like when we were when i'm sitting there with him i saw him doing giving these little smiles you know like I, you know like oh something's probably gonna be coming here right and i was actually afraid because i thought it was gonna be like a recreation of the videos because, um, you know, on the podcaster that I was on the week before, who's like best friends with Danny, he says in, in his chat today, he said he's best friends with him. He mm-hmm. was making up all this stuff about, oh, this major studio is going to recreate the videos, telling me they're going to recreate it in a couple days. I'm trying to hype it up. And so I'm sitting there in that podcast, like, you know, back in Florida, wherever, um, with Danny on the Concrete podcast, thinking, okay, they, maybe they were able to pull it off. This might be awkward. Mm-hmm. But no, instead, I get on and it's just this guy just going through basically the Metabunk thread, without even realizing that most of the things he was saying have already been long debunked. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there thinking, and I'm just like, oh, I better start taking notes just in case this somehow gets edited out, right? And Danny keeps telling me like, hey, keep looking at the camera, keep looking at the camera. And I'm like, well, I I was kind of weird why he was even doing that, right, telling me. And now in retrospect, I felt like he was trying to get it so that he could have some edited saying where it looks like I'm sweating or something. But Mm -hmm. I was cool as a cucumber. I was not worried even for a single moment. I thought that Nico of the corridor crew like completely discredited himself um, by just it stated so many false positions that were so easy to dismantle. I had everything ready to go. Did it right there on the spot. Um, and then later on, I was doing a stream the other day and people say, oh, did you guys know this? The corridor crew guys also tried to debunk the real DOD Navy declassified videos. So we watched that. They too. were saying that. It's yeah, it's like, OK, so these guys already had no credibility whatsoever. they have already known to try to discredit and you know, dismiss like footage that the government comes out and says is real. Um, So I don't know. To me, it was just, it was a fun time. I, I, and no hate to Danny. I think he's a good guy. I just think that a lot of people, they project onto me, their own insecurities, which is they project that they think that like, I'm not being reasonable or that I'm not, I'm stuck in my beliefs. But as you can see from that interview, it wasn't me. It was mm-hmm. stuck in beliefs, right? It's these people that, why, why would you listen to what he's saying? Why would he listen? Well, I just debunked every single thing he said. What do you mean? <laughs> So yeah, that was my kind of initial impression of that interview. But again, he's a good guy.
3: I, I, I think you. Uh, sorry, Dave, I was just going to say that's what I remembered from the um, from the, the other podcast when his, his mate said that the, uh, the there was a professional video uh, studio that was going to recreate the video, and I think that he even went as far to say using twenty twenty foot twenty fourteen technology. Yeah, as I did well. that 2014, yeah. Foot,
4: 2014 that, tech. Yeah, yeah turns that, out that guy's a liar. I guess. Yeah.
5: So I I would be honest, like. If they did come out with a video by a major studio that was able to do it in a few days, if you take that into serious consideration at the rate at which technology doubles, which is like however many months, right, from 2014 to now, you needed all that time and a professional studio to recreate something that came out of nowhere that no one is ever taking responsibility for or credit. That's somebody's lifetime work of hobby (laughs) that took years almost (laughs) and a professional crew with the latest in technology to make and he did it then this guy should be running all these departments that's what Um, i said
4: why is this guy not leading marvel studios right now if this guy is uh i mean even the corridor crew nico guy says that the video is perfect because yeah there's no issues anywhere in it like two videos perfectly synchronized up using 2014 technology you know i just think that a lot of people are hung up on the idea that um kind of as i said in that podcast that there can't be anything out there that they don't know and that mm-hmm. they are not have been, have been told is true and when that happens you hit cognitive dissonance which says that okay i have to throw out one of my beliefs do i throw out that the tv's lying to me that all my other redditor friends are wrong or do i throw out that this video is wrong right and a lot of people unfortunately stick and say i'm going to stick with my buddies and whatever they're telling me and, uh, you know, I think that that was like highly on display during that interview yeah. today.
5: I think that's part of it. I think there's another thing there. And I'd message these guys because uh, I, I was watching that and I've watched these different videos and I look at the feeds that someone said and someone put in an awesome quote. I need to pull it up to give them credit. But it's it was these videos scare me. Yeah. But yeah. I need to face the reality of it. Like it was something along those lines. And I was thinking that's a huge part of this. You know, some things are just so terrifying, so beyond, I mean, the, these things are either, either we have technology that is unbelievably beyond anything we've ever seen in a sci-fi film, right? Okay. Like it is it is absolutely rivaling anything out there in sci-fi right now, or there's something else here, whether it's a shadow dome, bio, whatever, you, quantum, whatever. Yep. There is something else here that can come, take, and do as it will and we can't do anything about it. That's a terrifying thing. So either you accept that or you'd be like, it's gotta be fake. It's gotta be fake. It's gotta be fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen people in extraordinary circumstances, uh, not able to deal with the reality that they're seeing in front of them. And, and as far as like explanations go, uh, you know, you can explain away anything extra, you know, anything extraordinary or spectacular can be explained away. Doesn't um, mean the explanation is correct. <laughs> you know, there's uh, a good, uh, I, good
3: quote here from, uh, Moody Mongol, uh, is, uh, the only way to attempt to, to repro the video quickly would be a high end flight simulator in dev mode. It's the only thing I could think of uh, to repro things. Uh, but he is a A game developer that's worked yes, with, with like Peter Molyneux on Fable and stuff like that. And oh, that's you know, awesome. it's, yeah, yeah. So it's it, it, yeah, a, a, like a noteworthy uh, quote. He, he
4: and, is
5: definitely our expert.
4: Yeah, and even that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're dealing with like nothing that like, you know, those simulators can do. We've got a satellite footage from the Sibir system, which looks nothing like any simulator out there. And we've got this thermalized electro IR camera from an MQ1C Gray Eagle, too. That's mm-hmm. like third p- third person, right? Like yeah. on the wing, too. So, you know, when we had the Marvel VFX expert, which I think is hilarious, people were trying to. people were trying to cast down a Marvel VFX expert who made uh, Avengers Endgame. Captain America: Civil War and, and Spider-Man: No Way Home, and they're going, no, that guy does. That guy's opinion doesn't matter. What opinions matter is some YouTuber uh, guy <laughs> who who debunks real DoD classified Navy videos. I'm just laughing because the reality is that when people overestimate their skills highly, right? And they think, Mm -hmm. oh, I can do that in a day. I even do this at my job. And I tell people, oh, I'll get that to you in a week or I'll get that to you in a few days. And Mm -hmm. then I have to come back. Okay, guys, I need another week. I I didn't get this done, right? And that's why the Marvel VFX expert knows what they're talking about because they've actually done high production, full studios. They know CGI is the hardest stuff. You've got, it's not just a matter of doing it. You've got to do the research in order to like know Mm -hmm. what the camera angles are, what the assets are supposed to look like. And I think the other part from the top gun maverick uh statement that was made on reddit and they're to like oh it's just a random statement well i mean he's explaining why it's difficult you know you, you don't need to believe who he is he's saying that okay that the hardest part of that movie is when they have to like recreate the speed of the airplane and they have to cheat that because that's the hardest part to get it to be accurate and our videos show accurate turn from a seven 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 two hundred 200 wall on descent maxing out his capabilities so you know i think that a lot of the details are really are what kind of sells the videos of being real that make it extremely difficult because of course anything can be faked marvel vfx expert yeah. says it takes four to six months and that's what today's technology minimum mm-hmm. right and again the maximum time we have is 72 days and that's if you believe it's somehow registered on non- lied on the description or that description's not, you know, uh indicative of it when it actually got uploaded to YouTube not published etc.
5: It it's interesting some of the takes of of different podcasters you know it's not trying to criticize anybody but yeah, like Ollie and I were talking just before this came on and he made a stunning point which is weird because it's rare. Uh <laughs> but he did. He made an excellent point that's continually resonated in my head is that say this is fake Right. Say this run hypothetical, say it is fake. Whoever put this out had to have knowledge of Lockheed Martin system yeah. that I guarantee was classified as shit at that point. So what's going on? <laughs> like, this is another huge hole. Like, well, they put it out and they, so you knew that this is out because no one else in 2014 knew this thing is recording all skies. We don't even know how many yeah. of those things are up there now this is, this is a big hole. And that would be able to narrow down quickly who had functional knowledge of this, who had the skills to be able to produce it if it was, but even then, like it just, it leads such down a a rabbit hole that that seems highly unlikely that someone with classification or someone with the clearance, the skill set, the ability made this in that amount of time using the knowledge that they already had to break every NDA. And, you know, yeah. national security to do a fun little video about a tragedy
4: <laughs> that we never not, knew somehow. we're never going to find the plane nine years later. We're never going <laughs> to find the plane.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, Great
5: guess. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a lot of passion speaking of passion. So I feel like I, I feel like I wouldn't be doing it right if I didn't address one thing. Yeah. There's one particular podcast again, I'm not trying to do it, but uh, you'll know exactly who it is. They seem to take something personal that was alluded to but was never talked about, which was weird. Uh, what's going on there, man? Because <laughs> he even made yeah. a direct response video that was like, this is very bitchy.
0: Like, that was, yeah,
4: that was yeah. really just cowardly for sure. Like, I, and, no. uh, I'm and i glad that podcaster put a shirt on at least. Uh, that's not, it doesn't seem like that's normally something they do. But I was, uh, I saw that and I just yeah. thought, boy, this is, this is really cringe because I, I've been nothing but nice to all these podcasters all the time. Even, I mean, you can see when I'm on video with them, okay. I'm nothing but nice to them. And, uh, you know, like the, it, it got to a point where he's like trying to get on the minutia of who paid for the hotel, but the reality was that like I did and, yeah like why would i not contact the person well because he was a dickhead in the middle of the, while i'm in this yeah. like when all i'm in this recording with him why do i ever want to talk to this guy again and he's putting me up in some cheap like the cheapest hotel he possibly could you know i start to put two mm-hmm. and two together afterwards right when you're rethinking through the podcast and like why was this guy attacking and every argument i had like every little minutia argument that a lot of the things weren't even consequential to the case right and you kind of realize oh this was a setup right and the reason why he's putting me in the worst hotel possible is because. He didn't give a crap. The whole intention was to try to discredit me or whatever. And so mm-hmm. it's like, of course, I'm not going to give him any more benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to talk to this guy again. I actually didn't talk to him until the um, podcast. Like I really like after that, I think I sent him one or two messages, but sent like nothing else to him until that podcast aired. And then, you know, the moment I see the way it's titled and I'm like, oh, OK, this is going to be dis- super, dis- super dishonest. That's yeah. when I put out my statement, which was my refutation of the various false claims that were made. And that's what I feel like, you know, what really lit that podcaster off, though, is if you go look at the comments on his own on his own video, which I never promoted. So you yeah. can't say that I sent people there. I never promoted it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Specifically his own subscribers are just ripping them to shreds. Right. And I think that yeah. what a lot of these podcasters don't realize is that when you come off as dishonest towards people like it, they can see through it. And I don't think mm-hmm. that they like are self-reflective enough to see how they come off on some of these things. Mm-hmm. uh where they don't see that like nor the world isn't like what they imagine their friends like give them reinforcement and I like to comment Reddit a lot because it's typically it's like honestly like redditor syndrome is what I call it uh where somebody in my discord actually really explained it really well where they said uh let me pull it up real quick what was the example oh yeah here it is uh they have contrarian intellectual personality persona without the intelligence is that you know they think that they're the person who's going to be the contrarian person who's going to get it all figured out, and um, you know, they don't realize mm-hmm. that when they look at it on video, just it comes off as like distasteful, dishonest, deceptive, uh, yeah. or in a lot of cases, projection as well.
2: Ashton, what forced, yeah, why do you why do you think um they they did it the way they did it? Do you think yeah. do you think it was ju- it's just like um a show trying to make a mockery of you to get more views? Or do you think there's something a little bit more sinister
4: involved? That's a good question. And I want to give people the benefit of the doubt, right? Which would mean that they're just doing it to get more views, right? And I think at least with the first podcaster, it was mostly about that. They're they're trying to get more views, I thought. But that was part of the reason, too, when I was paying a lot of attention, when they're sitting there talking to Jim DiOrio, a former spook, literal FBI agent operative on the phone, putting him on speakerphone in front of me, that's why when I see something like that, I'm writing that person's name down right away because mm. that's just really suspicious, especially when we're dealing with a situation that is potentially the largest conspiracy of all time. If not, if not the largest, it's it's way up there, right? It's um, the because, yeah. yeah, people have a lot to lose if this were to come out, right? The government has a lot to lose. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if they would try to you know set me up with some interview where the whole intention is to try to discredit me or try to nitpick some aspect of the case. And with that particular podcast, it really felt like what their their whole intention was to find one thing that they could focus on. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how they dishonestly edited the, the, the interview as well. They found if you were to watch it in the actual time in which it was played out, like those things were interspersed mostly throughout the first half of the interview and um you know and the people that watch could tell that they were like you know then he's like harping on every little tiny thing about that when it's like okay let's just move on we don't need to spend 20 minutes discussing this totally irrelevant aspect of the case Mm. uh and so that's the part where it's like you know you you wonder is this a matter of it's they're being set up or are they really just doing this for views? But either way, my approach is I'm just not going to promote your podcast then, and you know that's how it'll play out.
3: There, there was something really weird. I, it doesn't necessarily like even involve you when it comes to comes to that podcast. Yeah. Um, as far as that guy purely being in this for views is. Yeah. His studio is perfectly set up that when he does clips of himself, it makes himself it makes him look like he's a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast. That's why he no, but that's why he's on that side of the table. It's why that red curtain's there. It's so when you when he sticks these 10-second clips out, it looks like he's in on the other side of the table in Rogan's studio. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're willing to think of that, mm-hmm. I I don't trust you if that's the way you're gonna go about trying to make content.
4: Yeah. And I mean, I just, I'm, I don't mind doing a tell-all here, honestly. So, so speaking the of, the, producer, Oh, go ahead. You can yeah. I was going to say, go.
5: speaking of tell-alls, I wanted to jump in there. So yeah. one of the specific claims he made is that, and see, this is the thing, like we've already had you on. We talked to you before and afterwards. Yeah. Um, They were making mental health accusations, which <laughs> I was like, this is, this is nuts. They're like, yeah. this guy's not stable. I was like, I've talked <laughs> to this guy. Yeah. Like I, that we wasn't my for, we read. We spoke for
2: about an hour after the podcast.
5: Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> so, you know, okay. Maybe that's not. And, and, and in my own mind, I was like, okay, but you know what? I haven't sat down with them. We haven't had dinner. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You, you yes. gotta go. I don't know. Uh, you know, I met these two guys finally, and I was like, oh, man, that was a yeah. bad move on my part. Uh but <laughs> I love you both. You guys know that. Uh, right. No, so I was just wondering, one of the other accusations that were made. Were that there was a lot of like talking and backbiting with people that they knew mutually, and it got back to him. And that was his inspiration for making that ranty, fairly cringe video response that i don't know man i don't understand how any any way you see you do a video like that and then watch it back Go, yeah this is good option. So <laughs> I mean, that's why i don't make a
4: response right there's no it, it no looks, that's the perfect there's crazy, no response right? you just let people yeah. hang themselves if they want to do stuff like yeah. that I was just like, imagine I'm like if you're you. somebody else yeah. who's going to go on their show and you see that like you're definitely thinking twice right like okay yes is this person is this podcast are gonna like attack me or then and just even watching that interview like i imagine after watching that nobody should ever go on that podcast or show ever again like just let that podcast die the way it should die
5: <laughs> that was a that was a strong one but so to the point was like he made claims that you guys talked to multiple people and threw them under the bus so you didn't do <laughs> i mean that, I, well, I who am i even it gonna up, talk right?
4: to to throw under the bus like that's i don't that, even understand that people ask me about what my yeah. opinion is and sure of course i don't have a high opinion of the guy who's uh yeah obviously trying to like dishonestly attack me and uh you know, and and then lie about the situation figured. afterwards too, and yeah. like it was so ridiculous. Like the bet, what if you're in that situation where you're in the wrong? You know, like in this case, the minor aspect that we were arguing was who paid for the hotel, which I did. I, I showed my bank receipts online. Like, just apologize. Mm -hmm. Just be like, hey, sorry, I didn't pay for it. Let me reimburse you. Like, that's the high road. That's what I would do if it's me. Absolutely. And instead, he's like, no, I'm going to pretend like I paid, even though it didn't. It's like, okay, well, now you're just being totally dishonest. It's the fact
3: that he he didn't think people knew what a booking reference was. (laughs) (laughs) And
4: if if anyone's watching real quick, because I've traveled probably and stayed in hotels and flown more than most people that ever will in their entire lives for my job you know, when you book a hotel, you don't pay for the hotel. You actually have to, if you're going to pay up front, you have to set them up and say, here, I want you to pay for it. Cause otherwise you pay when you co- show up to the hotel. I, I don't know. A lot of people don't realize that, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, man, it was, I, I figured it was all over the hotel thing. I genuinely did. Uh, and uh, that's me and I, I had talked about sure. that. Yeah. Cause he's like, I was mad when I already met him. And when we heard about the hotel thing, it was like, you're embarrassed. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's, that's a different thing. But uh, But yeah,
4: no, I don't have anybody to talk smack to. It's not like I went around and be like, hey, guys, don't talk to this person. It's like, no, I mean, some people reached out to me and like asked me about it. But other than that, like, I just I don't care about these people like that's And again, this is the same as people that I block. It's like I'm not thinking about these people like it's I've got other stuff. I work on my own life. Like, I don't know why these people get so obsessed over this stuff, but my life advice to people is let it go. At the Sorry, beginning,
2: I, he said you rubbed him the wrong way at the beginning of the show. What did he mean? But did he I mean, honestly, I, I, this is I, a guy was not my whatsoever.
4: Like, I was the nicest guy ever to him, right? Even I didn't say anything wrong to him ever, not even afterwards. Honestly, no,
2: that, that my, my thing with 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 yeah. that bit there is you get a guest that you've invited on your, on your yeah. show, <laughs> you're yeah. gonna try your best to get along with that guest, and especially if you're planning yeah. to just dis- try and disintegrate that guest later on in the show you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna play the game for a bit but he said you rubbed him the wrong way at the beginning of the show
4: and i don't understand at all because we got there and we hung out for like two hours beforehand i was asking him like hey should we go over like what the how the podcast should play out and stuff like that no he doesn't want to do any of that i'm like okay well i'll get my computer set up so we can show stuff whatever right um and like we didn't argue about anything he has he calls this fbi agent guy up that we've talked about already like twice Mm -hmm puts him on podcasts. He's asking him about this military base and this other stuff. And, you know, I just thought it was kind of bizarre, but I didn't, I was never rude to him or anything like that. He spoke to the FBI
2: agent before he spoke to you.
4: And and then he's like, he told me, yeah, I've been talking to this guy, Jim DiOrio, and I'm, I Google him and realize that he's been on his show. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty weird. And, you know, I I don't mention it. And then he puts him on speakerphone, like right there in front of me while we're at the table before we start recording or whatever. And it seemed really irrelevant. I I you know. He, t- he tells me stories about it or whatever. You know, I write the guy's name down because I'm like, this could come in handy later on, especially if this guy for some reason is trying to trap me in this interview. Right. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, but saying, yeah, so like, and the then he, view, the other thing he tells me is that he's like friends, best friends with like James Fox and that like J- he knows why James Fox, why James Fox is like career is supposedly being ruined or whatever. There's been this drama about James Fox made this like victim, video and i can't stand these victim videos people make where it's like Mm -hmm. woe is me someone's trying to attack me blah 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 It just doesn't come off as honest right like yeah you know if you're doing that kind of stuff don't you want to keep it as quiet as possible especially if you're being blackmailed which is what i presume is happening i I have no idea but um and again i don't even ask about that stuff so he says this stuff he's like all these things he's telling me is like oh james fox thinks the videos are fake as hell it's like okay man well i didn't ask like i don't don't know why are you telling me this you know um especially this is a guy that goes and does like goes to South America and does interviews with people who say they see, they saw aliens or whatever, which I I had respected his work before this. Mm -hmm. But the reality is like, I don't respect James Fox's work at all anymore. Like just based on this idea that like anyone who's that closed minded, that's not somebody who should be an advocate for disclosure. In my opinion, like if you're going to be someone who's disclosing potential non-human intelligence on earth uh, UFOs, like you've got to be somewhat open-minded. If you're not, it feels like you're betraying the whole point.
3: See, that's what I find most confusing about this whole situation with what you you've brought up is because, I mean, fair enough, you've you've got like some attention with this, but it's not like you are uh, like breaking mainstream media with this every night. You know, yeah. I, I don't get why, because I, I know I put a post up on Twitter saying that every conspiracy starts with a blurry video and somebody with an out there theory. Yeah. I don't understand why you haven't just been allowed to have the videos and the out there theory and just exist like everybody else does with a conspiracy theory. I, I've never seen anything like it.
4: I think a lot of people mention that. A lot of people bring that up is that they've never seen anything like this in terms of the division and hostility that's come from just one guy running with his his like ideas, story, right, based on the evidence. And I think a lot of that goes back to a post that I retweeted um, a, a few days ago um because I, I saw it and i just thought i almost i almost never retweet other people's posts in general there at least if it's not directly related to the case but and this person was actually somebody who you know they retweeted my thing and i retweeted them back and i just thought that the way that he described the situation was so accurate to what's really happening out there so um this guy you can you can look him up there nick walsh he uh says i'm nearly 70 worked in the justice system for 35 years uh, with so much of, of that in uh, forensic disorder offender unit. He says, Ashton publishes his findings about MH370. I love the data analysis and find it exceedingly credible. Well, what it reminds me of is my days managing criminals and that some people appear to have innate proclivity for attacking something that they shouldn't really be that interested in. Why would these people even bother to comment, much less try to fumble together a low IQ attack of Ashton's uh, conclusions? The only way this happens is if they have skin in the game, they're either paid by somebody to suppress the narrative or they are part of the original cover up. You know, I think that that explains a lot of what we see, right, is that there's no reason to attack me unless you've got some skin in the game, right? Because mm, if yeah. it's something that you don't care about, if I'm talking about uh, the lizard men or whatever, who are coming mm-hmm. to take over the planet, like you just you ignore them, right? You don't give a crap.
5: For some of the bigger podcast people with voice, I think that is spot on. I think for some of the, some people are obviously bots, like some of the ones you see on X that their accounts, been they follow no one, have no followers, and they got 30 comments and they're all on your stuff. You're just <laughs> yeah. like, what the hell? I had to, yeah. We uh, had to get
2: rid of some Yeah, box we did have to. Give to. Day, we yeah. did have to, yeah. yeah. Uh,
5: so it's, it's very interesting in that regard. But I think there's also another thing. Again, it's just, these are scary. These are scary for a normal, yeah, like a yeah. normal person who's living your life, and you see that, and you're like, "That's fake," and then you see this guy come out with evidence that, in the back of your mind, you're like, "That, that, that this is, this is sounding right. This is, this isn't okay. This isn't okay." And then <laughs> anyone gives them any kind of line to hold on to, that's where it is. Nope. I saw Mick West put it. Mick West knows what he's talking about. This is fake. This is fake. This is fake. This is fake it's okay. Now that person can sleep. West night knows best. They, West knows best <laughs> that they are now the apex intelligence and predator on this yeah. planet and everything's okay and nothing bad's really ever going to happen. They need that normalcy bias to slip back into. And this yeah. video shatters that. Um, yeah. Even if it's fake, fake for 2014 and no one claimed it, that doesn't make sense to me. That's the thing that it seems like the biggest amount of bullshit. Is that you make something this phenomenal yeah. then? And you're like, no, I'm not I'm, I'm totally gonna keep that on the demo. I'm not gonna yeah. tell anyone, I'm just gonna take secret pride, especially now that it's yeah. all blown up. You can be like, Oh, hey, I did that on yeah, you know, two different Macs that I had, and this is how I did it. Yeah, everybody's gonna be like, dude, you're you're set now. You could be doing yeah. YouTube tutorials and yeah. you can go work for any to major that.
4: studio you want, right? Exactly. Like the exactly the corridor crew will sign you up, man. They need you, honestly. Right
5: now, hell yeah, they would too. <laughs>
4: That's my uh, best counter argument. So like now that's what I just say is like, look, just at this point, the only way to debunk these videos is find the person that made them if they're fake, right? Like this person is about to have a job anywhere they want. They did this better than Banksy original creative thing where they somehow knew what orbs with a forward facing gravity engine would look like. And they knew what this, uh, macroscopic phase conjugation, you know, that we see happening to this plane would look like that's perfectly aligned with physics and all advanced mathematics. Yeah like i mean okay great go find that person i've i've had over more ratings this week on my twitter than cnn's had all week so i mean if they're out there and i'm talking like 13 14 million views something like that yeah like where they should be speaking up right they Mm. i mean who why would they be silent still it should be easy to find them we found the person that leaked the videos because they're real and we had enough evidence for that so bare minimum the debunker should be able to figure out who's the person who faked them if they're fake
5: i have some friends uh that so we already have you scheduled to come on again this was like an impromptu thing we saw everything going down yeah. i know i sent you a couple of messages i think the other guy sent you messages it like, hey, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah it's yeah. like yeah we weren't we'll, like hey
5: yeah we weren't like hey we need to capitalize on your popularity which we are absolutely doing uh <laughs> we, we were like <laughs> i give you permission to thank you uh we were we were like hey man keep your chin up like this yeah. is this is crazy uh but for the next time you come on i've already told these guys and i think they may have messaged you or not i have a buddy who works at nasa i have a couple buddies that work at nasa and contract for lockheed well for a subsidiary of you know it doesn't matter they're very smart guys (laughs) who understand all this stuff way better than any of us and they they've seen your other videos that you've done and they're like oh yeah man i'll come on and talk to that guy and i didn't want to bring him on tonight because i didn't want to feel like i'm ambushing you or like that's not okay (laughs) um like oh here's this other expert who can you can you guys could you yeah. know, he they go back and forth, or I saw that you had uh Salvatore, Salvatore yeah. on, uh, that was phenomenal. My buddies that watched that, uh, they're impressed. Not that they, I mean, these ambiguous people uh, we've had yeah. them on the show before, but they're big brains, and they're like, No, like, was so when my big brain friend saw it and they were watching it and saw like the temperature differential, and they know what they're looking at, and they're like, Oh no, that's a superconductive material that is absorbing air and energy as it moves, like, this. That's wow. that's what we predicted it would do. If we could do this and um uh, and they understand why i don't I, i've been hit the head a lot
4: yeah i wish i was smarter i mean i've been trying to catch up on the physics and engineering side to keep up with a lot of these people because you know i've yeah, always got to be it. real yeah. yeah you really yeah. Have, to. It, you have to it's it's wild man it, it's so hard to understand a lot of it comes down to using the right terminology which is why you'll see a lot of my terminology advancing as well mm-hmm. where like a part of it's just understanding it conceptually the other part of it is okay how do you explain this to a normie, right? Somebody who was like me like a month ago, like, how do I explain this in terms that laymen can understand, uh, right?
5: And, and I think as the explanations come from people that we would like to have on with you, if you're okay with that in the future, yeah. um, like you one of them I was talking think? to, yes, yes, uh, like, and this is going to be why, one of them we were talking, I don't know if I can get him on or not, but we were talking. He's like, listen, if that really teleported, that proves that our reality is a projection from quantum space. He's like, that's, that is proof of that. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, if you're going to move mass and then he said some other things. (laughs) 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 And, uh, I either didn't do enough drugs or I did too many. (laughs) I lost the the rest of the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> my my nose and ears were bleeding. Uh but Sorry. not, not yeah, from the they're, drugs. They're, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a weird night. But uh yeah, they would definitely want to come on and uh and, and here's the thing. Again, it comes to whether this video is real or fake.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: If it is fake, you've uncovered certain things that people should really be talking about, like gee, government, especially US government. Why are you recording all of the skies at the same time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are it's you sick. actively yeah. recording yeah. everything
2: if it's and everybody's fake, okay it's, with this? It's, as, it's not as big as it being real, but it's still huge. This is huge. If it is fake, yeah.
5: If it's, yeah, like, like Ollie said, it's not as big. Like being real means there are proven alternative energy methods that yeah. would change everything greater than anything we've ever understood. It also proves that AI has to exist because that envelope that it was wrapping it in, you were talking about that sign I sent yeah. that. And they're like, "Oh no, that's that's amazing." <laughs> like, yeah. like, I don't even know why it would do that. He's like, "But I don't know." <laughs> like that—that's a—that's their their thing. Um, and I know Salvador Salvador Salvatore's talk. Salvador Pious, yeah, yes. Um, his name translates interestingly enough in a lot of weird ways. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's unsettling in and of itself. But uh, yeah, like the amount of hate. you've gotten from mainstream vehicles yeah the way that they are coordinated the way that they admit online that they have already previously talked to each other and other entities that have then used their followers to specifically talk and bots that are using and pushing the same narrative that they themselves are referencing you know i mean i get that i'm a conspiracy theorist but uh seems odd to me
4: (laughs) (laughs) there's a couple of comments i want to mention on that you You guys you hit on is like Uh, even on Danny's podcast on the concrete podcast, you know, he says, well, how much do the videos matter? Right. And I actually even came back and said, you know, at this point, they don't even matter that much because how much evidence we were able to put together just from the videos. I mean, to me, that helps authenticate them as well. It's like, how can we figure out all this stuff? If the videos aren't real, like the fire scenario that we have these witnesses that all support it, um, But then, like you just mentioned, like figuring out how the cyber system works, like how are we able to figure out how the cyber system works? Like the only reason why we even came across that is because people said, yeah, well, the satellite should be moving more. And I'm like, "Okay, we got to go figure out why is the satellite not moving more? Oh, okay, well, it's because here's this video from Lockheed Martin where they're scanning the whole Earth all the time. (laughs) I'm like, holy crap, persistent global surveillance monitoring. Like, uh, they just literally admit what they're doing, right? Like, yeah. And so it's wild. You realize, and then you're like, oh, okay, well, this is because it's a computer program. This is why it's six frames per second, because it's a huge field of view, and the computer's only able to render it so fast. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, well, we can explain every aspect of it. And that's the part two it's like, okay, even if they're somehow fake now, it's like, damn, look at all we, what we uncovered, which I, to me makes it impossible for them to be fake.
2: Did you see Daddy's yeah. poll? The, the, <laughs> did you see I wasn't the, really poll, the, the, the poll? That was a follow up
5: trip that Ashton has decided not to go on. So yeah, th- wow.
2: that, that was the poll. Whoa, that was more
5: of them the thought was way.
4: real, even in his own podcast?
2: Wow. Yep. His own and, podcast. This was at the end of
5: the podcast. Wow. Yep. He was getting torn up in there in his wow. chat. Yeah.
4: Yeah, especially at the end, it got kind of brutal for him, honestly, even by his own chat members, because like Again, this goes back to like people not realizing how they come across and then thinking they're coming across well, where it's like the best thing you can do is just try to be calm and uh, not as connected to the evidence. And he was trying to say that, like, oh, I'm too passionate about it or I'm too hung up. Like, exactly the opposite. The reason why I'm not upset when people try to like debunk it is because. Anytime they do, we just learn more about how it's true, just like that silver system, right? So it's like, I'm so mm-hmm. confident that no matter anything comes up, we'll be able to explain it away. Uh, you know, it felt yeah. like projection when he's pushing that on you. Where it's like, oh, well, you don't want to believe this or you're, you're hung up. It's like, no, I think that's what you've got going on right now, right? Like you're convinced that your corridor crew guy is like an expert when really he's not, you know, and it's like that's that's the real issue, I thought.
5: You, you know what your research into this also brings up? It brings up a topic I don't think a lot of people are – people should damn be talking about it. The U.S. government is monitoring all skies at all times. So we have mm-hmm. these witnesses that, oh, this fighter saw this here. Cool. What's that satellite info look? Because I know you got it stored. You can see it. You know, what's the Severus, what's the Severus footage look like? <laughs> Show it to me from the air. What's going yes. on? You know what I mean? Like, And not only that, you're watching – everything? Well, it's missile turn It's <laughs> like, we have those systems. Like we have, that. that's a whole different thing. You don't have to, that's a passive system. You have an active system that is visually monitoring everything, putting it in stereo so you can make 3D images. I was like, what the hell's going on? What the hell are you people looking for? Because you're just wasting it on the Pacific ocean, all that space of nothing, just in case a missile's coming that you can what then go back reference the footage pull and see no your your missile detection is going to pick it up and go with it so yeah. it really brings into why are you watching all of this like if they were it was just over europe and asia i'd be like all right yeah okay you're watching everything
4: yeah they've got satellites that are geostationary, are just sitting in orbit like completely around the whole world and then they've They're got these low everything. earth orbit ones they don't even show up on the cyber system our low earth orbit ones right. and they put even more up there now Yes. So it's like you know they've just got the whole world map. The only question is what resolution capability on, on a certain spot at a certain time, right? And, and the why. Yeah. And the why for sure. Mm-hmm. Um but, so yeah, I think that that's that's probably one of the biggest reveals. I think that's why Kim.com probably posted that a picture or that video mm-hmm. on his Twitter the other day. That was as huge. Well. Yeah. I mean that, that that's huge. really big cuz you know he's the guy who's like trying to expose government corruption etc um and that's that's a really good way to do it for sure is Hey guys, and I had no idea we'd find a video like that. Lockheed Martin just has that on the internet. If you just Google Sibbers, it's like the first video is that video. I'm just going like, man, if I'm Lockheed Martin, I'm not posting this on the internet. That's pretty weird. At the end, it's like we never forget who we're working for. (laughs) Wow,
5: they're scary. They're a scary company. Yeah, Um, and maybe we can talk about that much. So actually, exactly what's going to prove. I think we've hit our quota of Lockheed Martin (laughs) and various other spooky government contractors.
4: Uh, Um, One other thing I wanted to talk about too is the thing you mentioned about the simulation, right? mm -hmm. I think that I've harped on this uh, several times is that my spiritual understanding of the world has increased from learning about science and I've become more spiritual the more I've understood science, which I think is a lot of people think it would be the opposite. Mm -hmm. But faith and science are not uh, contradictory at all, I don't believe. And Mm -hmm. I think that if you look at that, I came to the same conclusion is that the double slit experiment and its logical conclusion from that is that we must live in a simulation of sort. Like it's a video game where you can cheat the game, right? It's like you threw the cheat codes in there. Mm -hmm. Nope, we can just move from here to here instantly, teleport, right? Um, And to me, the only way that's possible is if we live in a construct of some sort. And if there's a construct, then there must be a creator. Um, And I think that that's interesting because I don't think that these videos threaten people who are religious. I think they threaten people who believe that Everything that they're told on TV, everything they learn in academia is all there is, right? That we're at the pinnacle of human civilization right now in intelligence and knowledge, but we're really just cavemen that are think that we're a lot smarter than we are, right? We just discovered fire and now we think, oh, that must be it.
5: I I would say, like, I'm a, I'm a Graham Hancock fan to a certain extent, as well as a few other people, um, you know, not to go way off the track, but you bring that up and it's, you're right. The people who who put our controls, right, that zeitgeist, whatever, that they they have all this locked in, they're the ones actually threatened by the fact that there could, if this is a simulation and we have a creator, they're the ones threatened by their power. So long as we don't have an affirmation of that, they're the ones in control with the trust and the power. Once anything else kind of contrary comes out that, oh, man, there is something else, they're usurped, right? They're usurped. So they put all these control measures in. And apparently, they're watching all the skies at all times with yeah. amazing detail. Um, and that was 2014. Who knows what's doing it now? Um,
4: Yeah, well, I think so. Graham Hancock deserves a little bit of credit too. So I watched the Ancient Apocalypse mm-hmm. show on Netflix. Hey, I think that's show. a great show. I wouldn't have called it Ancient Apocalypse. We know he's Gardner.
5: We know it's Gardner. True. Oh, yeah,
4: that's the level of show you're
5: he's, on. He's right on most
2: Fridays.
4: oh wow he's a really nice
5: guy yeah he's a great guy yeah i mean he (laughs)
4: seems like a really nice guy interestingly enough i've been thinking about him a lot as i've been getting attacked because i wonder if the reason why he doesn't get attacked and discredited are for similar reasons that he's exposing something that they don't want Mm -hmm. out there because all he's doing is going to anthropological sites and pushing the dates back by doing science on them going oh Mm -hmm. this is deeper this is older than we thought he goes to turkey and he finds these places that are tens of thousands of years old that have basically more complex structures than Stonehenge built out. And you're just wondering, these were not hunter gatherers that were doing this. This was a civilization that was here, right? Like, how can we pretend like, you know, humanity wasn't uh, focused in, in living together at this when it was, you know, 20,000 years ago, we can find these structures like this. So I think that the stuff that he's been doing has actually changed my perspective of anthropology yeah. and human history. And, and this is just in the last, what, six mm-hmm. months or so. And this is where like the more I've looked into UFOlogy and other stuff like that, um, including stuff like this, you start to really wonder like, how have we only been on this earth for 10,000 years or whatever they say human Mm -hmm. history is recorded as, right? It feels like our human history has to be longer than we imagine it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, We're just too complex to be that, you know, new. Um, And that's why I like stuff too. Like Homo Nadelli is a, a break off human species, not human, but. You know, Homo deli is the, the, the species of it that apparently goes back like 250,000 years now, right? And now it's like, okay, now we're really pushing human history back, right? Yeah. Thank you.
5: I think he's referring to Skunk Works projects. <laughs> Again, we, we can only talk about so much yeah. of that before. People are going to knock on the doors or take out the power or something. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and
4: did you notice that happened in the interview with Danny, that was actually one of the, the funniest parts. We didn't play into it too much, but... I'm sitting there in the inner with Danny and all of a sudden the whole power goes out right in the middle of the interview, everything. I'm just like, Oh, that's weird. Huh? I'm like, does that happen <laughs> a lot? He's like, Oh, it's only happened one time ever in the history of my podcast of like five years. I'm like, oh, no, it
2: oh. Something yeah. weird happened the last time you was on, uh, I spoke to Dave yes. prior to this. Um,
5: Dave, it, it, it sounded like there was someone else on the line.
0: Really? This is
2: before yeah. we went live.
0: Yeah, before we, we went to, live, we, we were talking to you
2: earlier. Yeah. We were, I heard a sound that I'd not heard before, and it wasn't your mic. There was like a there was some there was some it's sort talking. of talking.
5: It sounded like talking, like from yeah. kind of back hearing, like someone back and quiet. I don't even know how that's what possible. was that. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. It was weird. Whatever electronics, right? They do whatever.
4: Yeah, but, I had some weird uh, stuff happened to my my stream the other night too. My internet just randomly goes out. It had never gone out before. I got like this brand new internet, and then. The second part was my fault. I'm not trying to play this up as a conspiracy angle, but I end up clicking on allow once when you're not supposed to click on allow. Next thing I know, I have pop ups flying on my screen. I'm like, oh boy, time to go back and do a system restore. Um,
3: yeah, go on, Lee. I was just gonna say, Alien Scientist, uh, put on Twitter the other day that he'd. Um he's had loads of problems with his Macs since he, since he had you on to the point where <laughs> uh he he was saying that the what his computer locked him out lock, locked him out of it when he eventually got back into it. He, uh, his passwords have been changed for various accounts and stuff like that. He's since took his Mac back uh, to Apple and they've basically turned around and said, I don't know. So, yeah. No idea. Yeah, it's it's really the alien weird.
4: scientist. You know, Jeremy. He's somebody who I think was highly skeptical of the situation. Right, as someone who I think that you know, for him, he digs into conspiracies. He wants to know that there's a lot of evidence behind them. And I'm, I think I'm one of the interviews I'm most proud of because he was skeptical. But if you compare it to the other two podcasters I was just on, it yes. it didn't come off as dishonest. Right, it came off as yeah. honest skepticism. Yeah, um, I said dude, he's a really employed. good dude. Yeah, yeah. and we're yeah. I'm probably have him on my own podcast actually as yeah. well to have yeah. him talk about some of
2: this stuff he started out so skeptical with you but yeah. then toward towards the end like I and I said this I said this to, yeah. to the boys I said I said I said Jeremy's kind of like he's into this mm-hmm. this is in this is something about this case that is intriguing him and I said this to you ashton when I when when Lee and Dave first showed me this and I can't remember if I saw it years ago or not I, I honestly because memory used people speak a lot about memory on podcasts recently when it comes to this case, but memory doesn't always serve you you correctly. Um, okay. But when we first spoke about this case, I, I said to both Lee and Dave, I said, I think this is fake. I, and throughout that podcast, I started to become more and more intrigued in this case. And still now I'm not 100% where if, if it's fake or not, even if it's fake it's a huge story and that's what people need to realize but the question that i wanted to ask you because this is what i don't know because you've done so much research on this what did both the pieces of footage came come out together or did one of them come out first
4: yeah one came out first for sure so the satellite video was the first one The the color one no, the non-color one, the, the satellite from above, the black and white one, the one that shows the stereoscopic imagery with the parallax, despite the fact that people on the podcast that I was on claiming there was no parallax. I'm like, guys, you can see it shaking back and forth. This is, this is what parallax is. Um, but yeah, that one he, says... He just
3: didn't understand what you were saying. No, he they, he did they didn't have the cognitive capacity. Not. Well, that's well, the up, problem yeah. is that
4: they just believe whatever they're told by their expert, right? They don't actually think about it critically themselves to think like, okay, here's what this means actually, right? So the um, Citri- af- we can't the, afford experts
2: here. The Citrix, se- the Citrix session came out first.
4: Yes, yeah, so that was the first one. And that's why I think that they didn't even plan on releasing the second one. Because the first one says received March 12th, 2014. That's four days after the event. And that one has uh, published May 19th, 2014. So if that date is real, then this person leaked it within four days to the internet. And that makes sense because that would be somebody who had an emotional reaction that they see this and they're like, hey, I got to get this out there right away. Otherwise, no one's going to ever be able to solve the case, right? Before the South Indian Ocean narrative even existed, they put in just enough information to solve the case. We got the stereoscopic view. We can figure out the satellite that was in the area. We'd be able to prove that it's there. They would know that amateur astronomers track all the satellites and they can find the trajectories. They have the coordinates in the bottom left. Like you've got the coordinates like, okay, it's the Nicobar Islands. This is like where they say the plane went. You know, and maybe that was a reason why mm-hmm. Malaysia like was still searching the South China Sea, maybe because this video is out there. Maybe they suspected this video is out there and that, you know, people would be able to figure it out if they didn't uh, divert attention away from where the real issue was. Now, I also think that they had to be uh, told and, and proven that it was real. So it says source protected in that first one. And it took them like seven weeks to upload it. So if you imagine, or to publish it, they may have uploaded it and just had it there, but not published it to the public Mm -hmm. yet, right? They might have to be convinced. Like this is a UFO account. You have to convince this UFO account that what you're looking at is real video. A lot of people have to be convinced that you're looking down on it. Mm -hmm. So they might have to be convinced like, hey, this is real. I'm actually a military person that leaked this, right? And then that might be the reason why they did it. And then the second video, so that video is published May 19th. May 22nd, Regicide and On makes a brand new Twitter account says watch this before it's deleted he tags mh370 in there for the first time that's three days after that video comes out we ignore it you know if i'm uh the person who leaked this and i'm like the bob lazar type i'm thinking okay media is going to pick this up media is going to be reporting on it everyone's going to now figure out that this is mh370 Mm-hmm. And then the second video gets leaked. They, they we ignore it, right? So they think mm-hmm. okay, here's the second video. I cropped this drone out of the first video. Now there should be no doubt whatsoever, right? Here's a second video, same exact thing, different angle, drone that was cropped out intentionally. Uh and that one gets uh has a received date of June 5th, 2014. So like what, two, three weeks after the first one's published. Mm-hmm. And it has an upload date or a published date of June 12th, one week, exactly one week after it says received in there. Mm-hmm. and so that one then is like there should really be no question anymore as authenticity it's like okay you've got the second video perfect angle on the second one they the person has to be an operator because they've put this thermal layer over this electro ir camera otherwise it would just be black and white
0: mm-hmm. meaning
4: that they know how to use the software that's built into the camera to set the col- color custom settings this was another thing that nico got wrong which is like and danny was trying to do this too which told me that he had already seen the nico video He's like, oh, this is what thermal cameras look like. And I'm going, dude, this is not a commercial therm- thermal camera off the street. Yeah. Like, this is an advanced Electro-IR camera from Raytheon, multi-spectral targeting. And mm-hmm. it has a thermal option to build in over the top of it, which, uh, you know, it kind of makes the detail, you lose a little bit of detail with the thermal layer over the top. Um, but that's what we were, like, looking at in there. And you can set those settings custom. So the person, we don't know what they set them to, but, you know, whatever they set them to, all we need to see is the relative heat differences. Um and so there's a lot of information there. We can see this stuff about the orbs. We saw those trails very clearly, um, stuff like that.
2: The reason why I asked, you, I asked you that is because everybody keeps debunking mainly the uh, the, the heat um, one. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the
4: thermal one. Yeah. yeah.
2: So the one with the Citrix came out mm-hmm. first and my conspiracy brain just goes off here because i'm i'm like what if i don't know you must have considered this what if the first one is the the smoking gun mm-hmm. so to speak and they panicked and they got their top dogs because the, the guy that was on um uh, concrete that they got to, de- to debunk it that knew his shit when it came to um um CGI. Yeah. He said, "Whoever did this is, is is fucking amazing." Yeah, you know, he he said they are. Yeah. Now, who's going to be fucking amazing? That's that's you not going to red- not, red- not, red- not, red- not, red- not going to want to <laughs> monetize. yeah, no, make money off it. Yeah.
0: yeah, that I mean,
2: it's like it's like the Skinny Bob thing. I I like me and lee have, have spoken about that many a times it, he leaded it on his channel where before he came over to alien addict and we we did um a whole thing about this thing being something that was maybe put out there for certain reasons i'm wondering hmm? if you've come if you have considered that that second piece of footage could possibly be there to muddy the waters from the first piece that is the smoking gun.
4: Um, not necessarily from the exact angle that you're pres- you're, you're presenting, but uh, you know I think that you have, always have the same issue with any time like I think what you're getting at is like did the government release the second one to somehow it's a, like lose it off a, but problem is they're right. exactly perfectly in sync, mm-hmm. um, which is really part of the biggest difficulty because what that means is that you need to create a 3d rendered environment to be able to take both perspectives mm-hmm. and if one of them's real essentially means that they both have to be real. But the other part of it, too, is just that, like, what's the story that makes sense, right? Like, so they're trying to convince people that aliens took the plane, right? Like in our realm, I think that that's stuff that we are open minded enough to be able to Mm -hmm. uh, consider. But the normie layman people are never, ever going to believe that, right? And in fact, that's Mm -hmm. what they keep trying to discredit and claim that I think that aliens zap the plane or whatever to another dimension. And that's it goes to show their level of ridicule that if they were to put that out, no one's gonna believe the government. If the government comes out and says, here's our video, this is really what happened. It was the aliens zapped the plane, everyone's gonna have the same reaction that they were trying to have, right? They're gonna ridicule it. They're gonna say that nope, this is a cover-up, the conspiracies that the government did something to the plane, they shot it down, or you know, whatever else. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem that I have with a lot of the I call it the Psyop angle, is that mm-hmm. it implicates the US government and it doesn't benefit them anyway. So then other people say, Well, what if like Russia did it or something, right? And they're trying to implicate the US. Well Pr- frankly I don't care I'd actually feel better if it was Russia or China doing this because uh, as opposed to my own government <laughs> like I don't want my to consider the fact that my own government's doing this to be honest with you guys um it,
5: it's funny like, you yeah. bring that up I talked to some of my buddies who do work in government and they always they always they're a good reality check because I think leaving the last time we said here I don't think it's Russia or China because we would be speaking Russian or Chinese <laughs> and I I had brought that up to my friends and right and they're there, like yeah they're like bro it's definitely not the US government. Yeah. And I'm like, what? He's like, I'm not saying it's not a U.S. entity or an international corporation or one of these conglomerates or one of these something that's put together. I'm not saying that. He's like, but it's definitely not in the control of the government. And he's like, why is it? Like, because the entire world would be speaking English. He's like, our dictators aren't any better than their dictators. Like, they're all <laughs> the same. It's like you give them unfathomable power. They're going to use it. Um, And I that that stuck with me because these people know that kind of stuff. And um, it makes me think, it, honestly, one of the things is so... Again, devils. Let's just play that, right? Let's say these are one hundred percent legit. It is, in fact, uh, human technology. It was made by people. Best and brightest scooped out of school by all the military-industrial complex of mostly the U.S. and somewhat, you know, other Western allied states. Where did they get it? Yeah. Right. Did they? Did they just make these leaps? Like, then why are they teaching physics still the way they're teaching it? Because if you're a new person coming out of college, right, this new hotshot engineer who's on this amazing path and Raytheon's like, hey, I want to pay you $600,000 a year, but you're never going to be able to talk about what you do. It's never going to be going anywhere. Um, but, you know, you're going to make crazy money, uh, can never talk to your wife about it, can talk to no one about it, and you can never use this in your resume in the future. What is he really bringing to the table? Because all his fundamentals have been learned under X. When you're clearly messing around in the sky with a Y, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it is, it is such a departure from what we know and, and and can grasp and understand. Other than like Salvatore, who's obviously brilliant and people of that caliber, but for the most part, we're we seem to be behind the curb globally. You know what I mean?
3: Well, we touched upon it on the uh, the last show. Ashton came on, wasn't we? Didn't we? When we talk about the idea of a breakaway civilization.
5: Yeah, yeah, it definitely
3: feels that way.
4: Yeah, yeah. one thing I would say is that so I've had several sources contacts, stuff people reach out to me. I think some of the most credible information that I've heard is that even a lot of the military doesn't know this exists, and that can help explain yeah. why you might reach out have somebody reach out to you say no this isn't us, but they don't even know. They're not in the know. Yeah. It's such a small group of people within the military that even know about this technology. Oh, no, I don't no, even no, know I... if the leaker even knew, honestly. No, I think I... The leaker thought this was yeah. UFOs, right? And but... then they're like, "Oh, <laughs> this is actually our tech." Right?
5: Yeah. To to be totally clear there, uh, I'm not saying that these people have an insight. I'm just saying it's just a psychological assessment. They're just like, listen, the monsters we work for are no different than the monsters everywhere else. These people all act the same. Um,
4: What I've also learned, too, is that it's not necessarily about having the academic credentials. It's about what are you out there experimenting and doing? When I watched Jeremy Reese's alien scientist panel with Salvatore Pius and all those other like probably some of the smartest minds on the planet. You realize these are people out there actually doing the stuff. They're doing the right. experiments, right? What I've, been the told is, yeah, yeah. what I've been told is you go out and you, you, you do the wrong experiment or the right experiment, however you want to look at it. And then you get a mm. knock on the door that says, hey, you're part of the DOD now. You're part of the government Doe.
5: now. You're part or of the Doe, DOE. Yes, we
4: saw that too. I honestly do think the DOE is where it's being hidden. Department of Energy, that was also what I'd heard from UFOlogy before this, before I had people talking to me. And that's like should be the most careful. Logical location, <laughs> yeah, we have to be very careful about some of we this. We should be but... careful
5: because Grush has been hitting about it earlier, and
4: yeah. Uh, well, if they're... anything happens, check into the DOE, guys. You know the DOE is the place.
5: This is the kicker. There is no so that I don't know what people do or don't know. There is no checking into the DOE.
4: No, yeah, that's what I've heard as well. There, if, if you even try, they already have contingencies set up to Correct. hide everything, and that they will make sure even an, an official inquiry will not be successful. Dude, that's this.
5: The smallest functions they do are literally password or, sorry, code word classified. It's like, well, what are you looking for? Do you know the code word of the specific program? Well, no, I'm doing a FOIA if you did it. Well, that's, you know, and or dudes with guns and badges you've never seen before show up at your door and they know everything about you. You know, um, (laughs) yeah, they're 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 DOE scary we scary. And if we do have, like, if we recovered ancient technology or alien technology, mm-hmm. what's going on? There it is. Yeah, that was good.
4: Yeah. I was going to comment to that point too, real quick. Cause I think you made another good point is did we get here naturally or did we have some help? Right. So yeah. I've been asking everybody that as well. Uh, my opinion has been that we're looking at reverse engineered tech, that we got some help, right? That we, mm-hmm. but I don't know that necessarily means that, you know, aliens came down and we stole their ship. I think it could be that we found it archaeologically as well, right? It could have been something that we uncovered from thousands, hundreds of thousands of years ago. Um, and it's hard to tell at this point, especially if we have been reverse engineered, that we have no idea how much of the stuff out there is ours versus how much of the stuff is non-human intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've also been told is that after the Manhattan Project, we didn't just stop researching and stuff. Right. We figured out how to split the atom and it's not like we were done. It's like, Oh, okay guys, wrap it up. We, we dropped the bomb. And I was like, okay, what have we been doing for the last 80 years? Right.
5: The other thing no one takes into account. They talk about, you know, other than some specific, like, damn, I didn't want to keep saying Lockheed Martin, but Lockheed Martin or Raytheon or whatever, do they have their own facilities? Absolutely. Are they secure? Somewhat. Where are the, Best, like where Area 51 is on Department of Energy land. Did you know that?
4: Oh, I did not know that, really.
5: The oh. Air Force leases it from them. It is, it is. And the reason it's Department of Energy is because they're like, those are military guards. They're not, they're contractors. Hmm. They're contractors who are federally authorized to do whatever's necessary. And wow. in their protocol, like the people who, so like transporting nuclear materials, right? You could transport anything. No one knows what's in that truck. No one even knows where it's going and the way that they do things, the compartmentalization and the way it's stuck together. Um, as far as we're talking about like older things, right? Like after World War II, we took 1,600 that we we talk about, you know, in paper clips. 600 of which were scientists. 1,000 of which were mm-hmm. their intelligence personnel around the world. Well, those scientists came here to our nuclear program, and compartmentalization didn't stop. Build out on yes. these facilities, and the U.S. national lab system mirrors that of what was going on in Germany at the time, and it's only expanded exponentially. And they one of the first things they did. Was they bring all the contractors onto the facilities? So even if you get onto a DOE facility, even if you're not going in any buildings except the DOE building, because you don't have clearance to go to that building. Yeah. You have to get approved. Like it's they're definitely the uh they know what's going on. They're the one, like everyone's like, DO, you know, it's the DOD, it's the Air Force, it's the Army, and everyone's like, well, the military doesn't know. I believe that. You know, the DOE is so outside of everyone's. Like they're the ones who control all the nuclear material, even a nuclear warheads. They're the ones who control the physics packages and triggers and assemble and disassemble and transportation and security. The you know, uh Diego, the, the nuclear refilling facility out there that is a DOE controlled site out there.
4: Like, Diego Garcia, that one is that what you're talking about? Or talking yeah, about-
5: so but- the the facility out there, the Diego Garcia that the UK owns, that the yeah. American Navy has. Their nuclear refueling material, that's not Navy controlled. That's Department really? of Energy controlled because Department of Energy owns all nuclear assets.
4: Let me make some notes. We need this information. So double double check on that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it, Department
5: of Energy is definitely the one to look into that everyone ignores. Yeah. Even Grush on Rogan was talking about it. He was dropping those hints. Really? From on high, which, yes,
0: mm, which
5: I thought was interesting. Um, yeah.
3: What, conf- what confuses me about the, the idea of this being human tech is, is that even when we when when we find out about like de- declassified programs, you can kind of like retroactively trace it back and find that there's been um, like consumer tech which is dribbled down, which has been like mm-hmm. um, like watered down aspects of this. Where so like like we say, this would be such a huge departure that it skipped the the process of this dribbling down into society.
4: Yeah, and so what I've heard on that, it's that's a really good point. You guys, uh, I love talking to you guys. You guys are so knowledgeable about everything, um, more knowledgeable than me for sure. But not
0: from me. I've got, I, I've got no, contacts. So that not from me, me. That yeah.
4: are I think that are pretty connected. I, I'm not 100 sure. You can never know if you can trust people entirely, but I, I i like to trust people based on the information they tell me. And the way that here this works is that when you go to the lab or wherever you're at working for the government and their secret projects. That's all behind closed doors. But you can do your own versions of some of this experiments, you know, in your house in your own lab that's not behind closed doors. And then you can commercialize some of that, patent it. And mm-hmm. I think this actually goes to what Salvatore Pius did. Now, instead of him personally doing it, he patented it under the Navy. And his argument for that was that he didn't want the he didn't want to profit off of it and he didn't want there to be like commercial entities able to profit off of it, able to set the price points, et cetera, mm-hmm. on that type of technology which if true, I think that's pretty noble, but that's how I've been told that it goes down. My guess is there's only, you can't bring all of it outright and they control what you're allowed to bring out as opposed to mm. what you're allowed to keep back. And Now, when we're talking about this type of technology, I think the implications are so large for what it's capable of doing that that's why they, you know, it seems like it's just that far advanced, like it hasn't dribbled out because once this like room temperature superconductivity dribbles out, there's no holding it back anymore. Like it's going to mm. just reshape the whole world. And that's my opinion.
5: I think your opinion spot on. And from what I know from my friends who work in these kinds of fields, like the assembly and a lot of the meetings will happen in secure facilities, but then they have offsite where the machining is done where this part is made. And sometimes they contract it out to a contractor to contract it out again, to make this bolt for this hatch for this lever. And then you're like, why are we making a 16 foot thick steel door with these hinged counter levers? Like this doesn't make sense. What's that going on? We need it to seal flat, like down. So it has to come up. So we're gonna have to put a screw in there to, what do you, what are you keeping in? You know, I don't want to know, but um, yeah. So it's the thing is there's so much secrecy and so much hidden that the reality is, is the industrial military complex in itself is a breakaway civilization. They have endless funding and all that. Mm-hmm.
4: The what? Yeah. I was going to say, do you guys see my poll from last night before I went to sleep? I posted I this not. poll and I actually asked my, my live stream chat as well, which was um, if this technology had the capability mm-hmm. to blow up the entire planet, would you still be okay with disclosing it uh, or disclosure in general? Like if UFO disclosure means we get to technology that can blow up the whole planet, and I think most people are still OK with it because they say, OK, well, we've got nuclear weapons, whatever. But I think the part that people miss is it's not just that the governments of the world have nuclear weapons. It's if you give a terrorist who's a suicide bomber uh, a weapon that can blow up the whole planet, and kill us all. Are you still OK with that risk? Right. Someone's going to do it. Question. Someone's going to do it. Right. Mm. That's the reason why I think they hold it back. I don't think it's even just a matter of society breaking down. I think that they hold it back because they're afraid of literal doomsday weapons that will destroy our whole, you know, civilization from just an individual. And that's what I would challenge everyone to think of. This is the question I will ask every single UFO disclosure person that I talk to. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how I'll gauge their reaction and how deep they're really thinking about the implications of this. Mm -hmm. And that's what I struggle with the most too, is where I think you, you look at someone like David Grush on Joe Rogan Mm -hmm. and I was watching part of that. And every time I see him stop himself, I keep thinking about that question in the back of my mind. Like if you're in the military and you know the real implications of this, like you really don't want to let that get out, right? That's the thing that's going to put you in jail. That's the thing that we're trying to keep secret. That's the thing where you hear these people talk about, you know, this is so huge and, you know, "We, we can't tell you, but it's so huge. I keep thinking about that. Like, man, what if, what if that's the capability, right? It's scary.
5: Yeah. I mean, if you can teleport, you can teleport a small moving, I wouldn't call it a comet, but you know, an astronomical body that we're aware of moving through the solar system. Cool. Let's portal it from here to, I don't know, 400 miles above our enemy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, how big does it need to be? City bus. We can find that. Oh yeah. Um, it was, it was, you know, act of God. Nobody saw it coming. Sorry. Um. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. Not just that, but like the energy required, man, it would change the economic. This is, this is actually part of it. If they do have it, I got to be honest, there's a huge streak in me that wishes that they would just do a better job keeping it secret (laughs) (laughs) because the world economy would shatter. 100%. It would shatter overnight. Like (laughs) We would have to restructure.
4: So another interesting point is that in Salvatore Pius's paper that I posted about, um, this was right before Mm -hmm. Kim.com retweeted me, high-frequency gravitational waves. He kind of goes into some of the implications. And I had read this before, and I missed this part. But he says, at at the disruption point, energy may be amplified to such a high degree as to generate a space-time curvature singularity leading to the total destruction of a planetoid. And it's clear when you read between the lines here
1: that Mm -hmm. he's
4: talking about destroying the whole planet with this technology not just an asteroid because you could scale it up. And now what's the difference between an yeah. asteroid and a planet, just size. Yeah. So I t- asked Bob here this and, he, and I go, you know, are you afraid this technology could destroy the planet? He goes, not just the planet. We can destroy a whole sun with this technology. right?" Yeah. And, and that to me, then makes me wonder, okay, we might even be talking about being able to create our own big bang with this kind of technology. So that's what I really challenge people with is it it can be very scary. It's like, yes, we can get new power sources, which will just completely reshape the uh, economy. I mean, yeah. the middle East probably has the biggest to lose. Um, and they would have to reshape all of their, you know, energy economy and go towards a different direction. But everybody has a lot to lose. Everybody has a lot to lose.
5: Yeah. It's, you know, and, and, and the other aspect of that, like if the teleportation is true and, and what my smart friends and what Salvatore and, and other people, I know you've talked to it cause you've, you've referenced it here a few times, that this is a, a projection from a quantum place. And that's that, that terminology I'm using, I know is wrong. I'm just trying to illustrate a point that someone can see, like, this is being stunned because people are like, Oh, it's ones and zeros. Like, no, 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 we're real. We're flesh, but we're three dimensional being that could be encapsulated in an 11 dimensional space. And we're a damn TV show for somebody, as far as we understand who can watch okay. everything beginning to end at once. Um, so when you start looking at that, and again, it comes, like you said, spirituality and you're coming to these, these other things um, that gets scary. So like, yeah. Oh, by the way, we have unlimited power. Oh, and your interpretations of gods and beings and demons and things you talk to in dark places, all that shit's real. You live in a reality you weren't even aware of. And we take advantage of the principles of that reality to be able to zip around, mm-hmm. you know? Um,
3: even back to the the idea of the Hancock thing, of uh, maybe uh, civilization's been around a lot longer, and this is stuff that we've found in some sort of archaeological dig. If it turns out that, like, human history's maybe, like, Oh, or what we're looking at now is like uh, the the history history we're living in is maybe like hundreds of years old and not like the thousands and thousands and thousands of years old that we think it is because we keep going through these resets over and over and over again. Can you imagine how hard it would be to motivate people to become a, a society, like a workable society, if we knew that we'd get to a certain point and there's an expiration date on it and we've got, the, we've got to start the mission all over again?
4: I wonder about that a lot honestly especially after watching graham hancock's thing mm-hmm. about it where it's like i wonder it's part of the reason why our human history doesn't go much further back because there's been some type of reset events
0: mm-hmm.
4: um and this is going to probably <laughs> reveal my nerdiness or whatever but uh i like a lot of japanese animation ever since i've lived overseas and mm-hmm. one of my favorite ones is one called Gurren Lagann. and the interesting part about this is that It's humanity uh, or all the they call them the spiral races. Think of it as humanity or whatever. They are kept underground off the surface and they are suppressed. And what happens is after they reach a certain level of technological advancement, these other beings, the anti spirals come out of nowhere, basically just using like magic technology, teleportation. Mm -hmm. They just materialize out of nowhere and basically just begin to wipe out spirals like they use their most powerful technology think of it as like this quantum technology Mm -hmm. that we're talking about they just use the technology just wipe everybody out reset the reset them back to their base point and then this just creates the cycle over and over and over again i keep thinking about that more and more as i've been digging into this science where i'm like god that might be what's really going on here that's what creeps me out the most yes it was just this sci-fi anime but you know, that's the one that kind of resonates with me the most in terms of what we might be dealing with here. Like, all of a sudden I'm just waiting for the anti-spirals to me- materialize out of the sky and just start destroying our cities like in an instant.
2: That would be a great reset.
4: Yeah.
2: Like <laughs> that would be a terrible steroids. reset. Yeah, uh, all, I think. I the can see all
0: like,
4: brain these brains churning about this. Yeah, check that one yeah, out. You check, that's one of the great one, anime, it, by the way.
2: One of, one, of the, one of the bots we had started to make some comments about um your um opinions during covid oh, yeah. um which I, which lee um immediately <laughs> fucking jumped on which i found was uh, quite it, it well because we, we had to do another show basically uh to talk about some of our opinions during covid some of the stuff we didn't agree with and I didn't know if, if if the bot was what the bot was telling us was true. Uh, but you, on your uh, opinions on face masks?
4: Yeah, so they people found a, law, uh, a GoFundMe that was for a lawsuit, which people can go find out there. I mean, you can, you can Google all uh, lawsuits out there. And uh, so I actually was talking about this on my stream the other night, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I actually voted for Gavin Newsom. I lived in California once upon a time. And... Mm-hmm. After when COVID started happening, I, I didn't like what was happening. The biggest thing I had an issue with was this this rise of masks that they wanted healthy people to be wearing masks outside. So they put in this edict or, or you know governor or uh, governor order or whatever it was. I can't remember um, the official name of it, but that like basically everybody who was outside in public spaces had to wear a mask. Right. And so that's why. Mm-hmm. You had this mindset of everyone saying like everywhere they have to wear a mask i don't mind if i go to a, a store and they're like hey you have to wear a mask i mean that's their place of business right I, it turns out that most people didn't feel that way when you go to their stores but they felt like that it was a, this order that you had to do so um i was actually on part of the team that was trying to uh, collect signatures to recall gavin newsom because he was out there eating dinner at these expensive places with all these other elite people all the all the restaurants were shut down. I mean, California had one of the wor- more harsh shutdowns of, of everybody. Um, we had like our parks, the dog parks were closed. It's like, you've got the dog park closed outside. Um, you know, it just got a little bit ridiculous in my mind. Like uh, we you know,
3: fenced off kids play areas.
4: Yeah. The play areas were, Yeah, those were definitely fenced off with caution tape all around yeah. them. Right. And I'm just looking at it like, guys, we've, we're losing our minds here. So I, I, was on this campaign to recall him. I talked to a lot of people that were, you know, I just like talking to normal people. So I talked to people that didn't agree with me politically, people that did agree with me politically. Uh, We collect these signatures and I was working. I actually wrote the most of the lawsuit myself. I found a guy who was a lawyer who was like, give me a discount. Like, I don't know what he was. He told told me at least he was giving me a big discount, but reality is I spent far more than what I collected from that mass, from the uh, GoFundMe. And a lot of those people that donate were people that I was out there collecting signatures with like just of their own volition being like, Hey, I'm going to share this with all my friends. We support you, whatever. Honestly, a lot of the support feels very similar to the support that I've been getting now recently, but Mm -hmm. I never felt very comfortable collecting money from other people. I just, I don't, I want people to have their own money, especially if they need it. Like I don't want people giving me money. Like I I have another job. Um, you know, I'm not like rich by any regards, but I, I do fine. Uh, So, you know, the fact that that was just about collecting. And now what happened with that is that the mask issue just got like hyper politicized after that. I mean, I wrote that lawsuit, started writing that, you know, the COVID stuff happened March 2020. I was already writing it in April of 2020. It didn't finally get like we didn't get it submitted until like June of 2020. But this was early, early, early on. And even I thought, like, oh, this mask thing will go away. Right. But I'm going to write this lawsuit and be like right on top of it so that I can, you know, get it right away. Cause I personally still believe that it is illegal to make a healthy person wear a mask out in public. To me, that's a, that's quarantining someone who's not sick. Mm -hmm. Which, and this is what I put like in my facts on the lawsuit. I put, I'm a healthy, we're being factual
5: YouTube. Don't get your niggas in a twist. They're (laughs) definitely going to get their niggas in a twist.
4: Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I put in there, like, it's, I'm a as a, a factual statement, I'm a healthy American, and therefore, you know, it's a quarantine on me to have to put this mask on. People say, well, why why is it a big deal? If it's not a big deal, why do I have to wear it, right? Like, so, um, you know, again, I just, I didn't care that much. I mean, I work in healthcare, so I've, I've worn lots of masks, part of my job, and being in healthcare facilities, they were required for, up until recently, actually, up until like about six months ago or a year mm-hmm. ago, they've been required in every healthcare facility I've been into. Um, and I don't want to talk too much more about that, but what I will say is that it's not as unified in that world as what you would think in terms of people supporting of those types of policies behind closed doors. Uh, you'll find that people have much more diverse opinions than what you would imagine listening to the media. And, uh, I stepped away from that. Like we, the lawsuit was dismissed. It was dismissed by a judge named Cynthia Brashant. And she was the same person that actually dismissed the lawsuit against uh, Rachel Maddow when she was suing OA or OAN sued her for libel when she said that they are literally Russian propaganda. And that same judge in that case ruled that no one could believe that no one would take Rachel Maddow's statements as any statements of fact, that that was just entertainment, which is funny because a lot of people use that argument against Fox News personalities. But The same judge that ruled against my case said the same thing about Rachel Maddow while she was making libelous statements about OAN news. So that's just a little fun side story for you. I stepped, once we got dismissed, I stepped away from it, didn't collect any more money for it. It was very expensive. I didn't want to put any more of my money in it. And I also Mm -hmm. um, lost a lot of faith in the judiciary. I felt like Mm -hmm. a lot of these decisions are activist decisions and not Mm -hmm. decisions that are based on the facts. Um, and so, and, and again, it got so, so political. I don't care if people want to wear masks. I'm not going to I've literally never said anything about anybody wearing a mask. In my and
2: I just find it fascinating that, that they attacked you on that. On oh, the look at that. No,
5: anything, it, right? it
3: actually makes total sense. I, th- I think it was funny that they tried to attack you on that to me which means if they'd have listened to anything i've done over the last three years they would have known that that was not the way to go about it yeah they, 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 they were they,
5: unaware they, of this yeah. show <laughs> <laughs> and well that's what a lot of people are. tell me
4: too is they're like you know like a lot of people like will comment and be like this just makes me like him even more i'm like yeah i mean i could i was even telling like some of my friends like man i could even just like come out against this more and lean more into it and i bet i would get even more popular but Again, I don't do that because it's not what this is about. This is just about M.A. 370. It's not about politics. It's not about what side you're on. Mm-hmm. Um, the externalities so, yeah, if they want to of me what that, you're sure.
5: doing are about all of those things, though.
1: The yeah, externalities no,
5: of yeah. what you're exposing are absolutely politics, control. I mean, that's what a mask is. It's mm-hmm. another thing that the, the people who lord over us try and control. You know, some places more successful. California, yeah, more successful. Here in my state,
0: nope
4: he <laughs> <Not laughs> did anything. You no. go to the rural areas, and all of a sudden, no. it's uh, a completely different story, right? Yeah. Uh, not even yeah. well,
5: not even that rural. Like we live outside of metro areas, sort of, you know, mm-hmm. for where for our state, anyway. That's right. And uh, yeah, man, it's just there's different mindsets, right? You, you have there's something in certain states, certain areas, a mindset if they want to be told what to do, they want to be told what to think. It is comfortable and secure. And we've had a lot of – and I'm not trying to call anyone out. I'm just saying a lot of people like that got tired of the situation we're talking about and move, have been moving yeah. to my state. And one of the number one complaints is they're like, there's not sidewalks everywhere.
0: <laughs> no.
5: No, there's not. Well, we should have that. No, no, we don't need them because that's more taxes. Yeah. Walk on the road. What if I get hit by a car? you should pay attention. (laughs) Personal
4: responsibility. Yeah.
5: I I feel like you're putting a lot of these like security that everyone else owes you instead of you just, you know, not walking in front of a car. I don't know.
0: (laughs) That was kind of a
4: thing too. And I won't talk too much more about the politics and what have you in the the, uh, pandemic situation, which is not much of a pandemic, but the situation was that, you know, if you're the type of person that thinks everybody else has to adhere to your sense of safety, then maybe you just should stay home. Right. Like, You'd hear a lot of this stuff too, where people are hypocritical and say things like, Oh, well, I want to go out and go to the amusement park, but you know, enough people aren't wearing masks or something. It's like, well, then don't go if you don't feel safe, right? Like don't go. I, and and this I had these kind of arguments with my family too about, you know, whose responsibility is it, right? Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that everybody wants to push it out on other people. When it comes to America and our constitution, the way it works is your rights end where mine begin, right? Correct. So and as long as you adhere to that, then you will always be consistent and you'll never be a hypocrite, which mm-hmm. is, you know, you can do whatever you want as long as you don't infringe on my rights to do whatever I want. And that where that boundary exists is where I get to do what I want and you get to do what you want and you can't make me do something that you want me to do. That's how, mm-hmm. and I think that I've tried to be consistent on that in every, all my views, which probably is what, you know, makes me like not very popular with either side in some cases.
2: Aston, would you, would you debate and this is not me me setting up a show, but it can happen on here. But mm-hmm. would you would you debate Mick West?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think I would. You know, that seems like that's been trying to get set up behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I think the only issue that I have with that is like I try to imagine what he's gonna say, right? And the way I imagine this playing out is we pull up the VFX debunk, which is Mick West's Creux de gras debunk, right? Mm-hmm. And just like it happened on the Danny Jones podcast today. You know, I just go, okay, as a statement of fact, these things don't match. How many pixels match? Mick West won't answer the question. He'll say, it doesn't matter how many pixels match. It's uh, too close to be coincidence or something, right? And then, or he'll just say, oh, they do match. And he'll just keep repeating the assertion. We
1: and and we're talking about, we're not going to really get anywhere. Yeah, the, the frame, frame thing,
4: or mm-hmm. the other one where there's two frames that they claim are the similar, but they don't tell you that they like used a bunch of contrast modifications or whatever. And even after that, you can overlay them exactly and you can see that they aren't the same and there's differences. And we'll we'll just get in a bunch of that where then he'll just keep repeating the false assertion. Yes, they match. Yes, they match, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's not going to be an intellectual powerhouse where he's going point by point through the evidence. And then I'll say stuff like, and I don't even mind putting all my cards on table. I hope he's watching and he can even hear what I'm going to say to him ahead of time. So he's ready is I'll say, well, what's your, what what do you think happened to the plane? And he won't be able to answer because he doesn't want to put himself up to the same level of scrutiny that he wants to apply to others. This is what debunkers do a lot. Mm -hmm. And again, people are watching, learn from this is that when the debunkers try to debunk you, push it back on them. Tell them, hey, what do you think? The the answer that you'll always get every single time, I don't know. Mm -hmm. The only thing that you have to tell them is, okay, you have to tell me what you think. The only answer you can't say is you don't know. Because if you're going to level this level of scrutiny on me, like you think you know all the answers, then go ahead and present me a different story. And they don't want to put themselves up to the same level of scrutiny. He's not going to say, oh, I think it went to the South Indian Ocean because I've already got my list of evidence that proves it didn't go to the South Indian Ocean, didn't crash. There, there's no chance, right? So that's the like kind of why it's like, what, what's the point of doing this argument? I'd rather just not give him any further exposure um, and just kind of let it play out because our growth is increasing, right? I have more followers than Mick West does on Twitter now. And he's been on TV. I don't even know how many times, right? I've never been on TV. Mm-hmm. So the part for me is like we don't really need to debate him, but if we want to, sure. But that's how it's gonna play out in my mind. Um
5: yeah. Or they'll be the, edited after the fact.
3: Um the interesting thing that what you were saying about the um explosion VFX, which they they seem to stick on quite a lot. And uh it, it only made me think about it before 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 we came on this show because uh I was in the shower and therefore covered in water. Um, because you were talking about the the idea that like an explosion, you know, it's 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 a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and even even just I was messing around before we before we came on here, and I took two random, um, like water drops, and I stuck them in yep. uh, into Photoshop, and really quickly matched them together. So yeah, the to to the point where I think if if I spent more than five minutes trying to do it, and I looked at a load of different water droplets, I could find two pictures that matched to the same degree as that VFX does with your video, or for, yeah. with the MS three seventy video. And I, I don't think people, I don't think people might uh, might realize just how how similar things like that like occur. You know, it's a, if you it, again, if you if you drop if you drop water. The, those those splashes look almost identical every time
4: yep and they say i mean this is part of the reason why people early on were trying to debunk it but before that even came up they were trying to debunk it with water drops ink droplets supernova it looks mm-hmm. like all these other things because they're all dispersion patterns that you know it's just a matter of finding one similar and then people go well it's too close to be to not be to be coincidence. You can never find this would never happen in nature, but the reality is it does happen in nature. Like we just all listed like time. four different things They happen all yeah. the time in nature, mm-hmm. and what it, they're the all close. Say Go ahead.
2: What did the guy say in concrete about the about about the CGI? He said it yeah, was he, excellent. He was oh yeah, said, yeah he said it was excellent. Said, so if it was so excellent, yeah, but they mess Why up you why different. use a why use a piece of night's stock? Yeah. is the, is that the Easter egg?
4: Yeah, no, that's that's funny because that's what a lot of people argue too. Is like, oh, so they made these perfect videos, and then they were like, oh, you know what, guys, time to load up our low quality two dimension '90s uh, video game effect and slowly move the pixels around one by one. And oh, by the way, we don't have anything to compare it to. We're just gonna blindly do this like, and oh, there it is, perfect. We've got a perfect Mm -hmm. endothermic event. Like, just doesn't add up.
3: That was it. Was the same as the um the the repeating frame. Uh, yep. thing as well that really confused me because i i didn't see why there would only be one repeating frame or sorry two repeating frames that it makes no sense to me yeah.
4: and that one yeah and that was apparently an old debunk as well that they're trying to rehash these old ones now as well because they're realizing that the the debunk attempts are falling apart mm-hmm. and uh yeah that one there was actually a really good refute uh rebuttal to that by someone who's not even one of my followers who's actually arguing mick with mick west in his own thread telling him and i'll just pull it up and read it to you guys here because i just i i laugh and i'm like oh this guy's not even my follower and he's just shredding mcwest with this uh (laughs) with his own debunk uh let me pull it up and read it off to you guys here um so this guy says you know if you take two very small samples of very homogeneous compressed video and then adjust the contrast the brightness the scale you'll get pixel patterns which match you've crushed all the data to such an extent that everything trends towards whatever your settings you've applied the two original frames are not the same the noise patterns are not the same the orb placement's not the same the reticle placement is not the same the IR over sensor overlay is not the same his debunk quite literally is ignoring the forest for the trees which he has hand selected and called until only identical trees remain kind of to your point that you were just listing and then he shows the two without the alteration and somebody as well today sent me another one because this I have a feeling this is going to come back up again, so I'm collecting all the evidence to just prove this two identical frames thing is total nonsense. Um, and there was another thread that I think it was just from a couple of days ago where someone in the replies compares all the different frames with the different settings and shows that on like four different ways they, they don't they're not the same frame. That there's differences in the way the the camera or the um, the plane looks on one of them. The background uh, interference doesn't match. And I had looked frame by frame and I could tell just immediately at a glance that the the interference in the background doesn't match. So I don't know. It's very frustrating because you've got these people who are like, I just have to call them cultists because that's the word for it. Cultists of Mick West who like, they just take whatever he says down as gospel and they can't critically think and think for themselves. They just repeat these false assertions that, Oh no, they match. And I just, I show them the evidence that they don't. And kind of like on the podcast today, I show them the evidence. You can just watch their brains, like the cognitive dissonance just going off. Like, uh, it's the illusion of knowledge the
2: similar, they don't match. Yeah, yeah, they it's, it's the illusion yeah, of yeah knowledge. they're
4: similar, and that's an yeah. opinion, right? Is that okay? I, I think that they're similar, right? Versus as a statement of fact, they don't match, not 100%. Now, mm-hmm. and then what I that's why I always ask people, how many pixels match, right? And that's why I would say, probably on the duplicate frame thing, too, okay, how many pixels match? What's the percentage? I mean, if these people are so good with VFX, they should be able to run a program that says, okay, here's how many pixels match, here's the percentage of matching. And the reason why they don't do that is because it'll be shockingly low. It's not going to be 95%. It's not even going to be in the 90s. It's going to be like 50% pixel matching. And that goes to show how much work you'd have to do to modify it from one to the other.
5: The other thought of this is, is that, okay, so they're filming these planes. And then that part was digitally added in. Okay. They were still watching the plane. So (laughs) where'd it go? We're obviously monitoring. everything. We have hydrophones in every single ocean. We hear everything. We see yeah. everything, which should really freak everybody out. I mean, let's just be real. Yeah. about That That should bother everybody.
4: But, no, I agree. That's yeah. the other part too, right? Is And that's what I said on the podcast, uh, you know, is that I, I think I, I was watching it again. I couldn't remember how much stuff I said, but I think I hit every single point. And it's like, okay, let's just hypothetically say that this thing matches this VFX, which it doesn't. But let's just say it does. That's still MH370 on this on two different videos, right? So you've got a lot more debunking to do here. Like that's where's the plane? We didn't find it nine years later. It's not like it's 2015 where it's like just wait another year till we'll we'll find it in the Indian Ocean. Like now we gave up the search like five years ago. Yeah. Like what what's the deal here, right?
5: <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it the, the the hate the personal hate that you have generated with this is unbelievable. It's unbelievable, yeah. Like even just just reading comments from people who aren't bots, right? People who are real things, and you're just like, man, these people are so invested, and it's (laughs) it's either challenging their sense of reality in the world, which is weird because a lot of these people follow these these other you know esoteric and strange topics. You (laughs) can be more open to something else, and they are in fact
4: not. That's the part that scares me the most is it's that crazy. like the, a lot of the people that attack me are like, they're into a lot of esoteric stuff. And that's how I refer to, it. I don't like to call it the woo or whatever. Cause I personally respect other people's beliefs and opinions on whatever they want to have, you know? And I, I like mm-hmm. listening to some of them talk, but it's like, these feel like people feel like they should be the last people who are attacking me from a personal mm. perspective over this. <laughs> like, it's like, it's kind of no, totally. just bizarre. But my, the thing that I always say is like, I'm not out here to make friends with other people that may sound kind of mean spirited, But I'm just out here to solve the case, right? And I think in order to do that, you have to come up from it from an objective standpoint where I'm not trying to be buddy buddies with people to have my opinions based on people who are my friends. I think you saw a lot of that today in the podcast, Mm -hmm. where the podcast I was on is like, you know, they're trying to defend the other podcaster who's their best friend. They literally admit it in the in the chat that, oh, this person was my best friend and you know, I, and so is Nico from the corridor Crew is my friend. Well, that makes you unobjective. That's what makes you yeah. biased. That's what makes it able to not see objective reality. So I am not never basing my opinions on people who are my friend. In fact, some of the people that supported me, there were some of the people that got blocked early on because they kept coming to my DMS trying to tell me, Oh, this is what it has to be. This is what it has to be. And I had to tell people like, look, I have to set a rule and I have to treat people equally. Mm-hmm. And like, And then people will come back to me and say, why would you do that to me? I'm your, I, w- I supported you. I was one of your biggest supporters. Well, I, I, again, I'm not doing this because I'm trying to make friends. I'm not doing this because I want to be I'm agreeing with everybody. I just follow the evidence, right?
2: Yeah, Ashton, we've had friends in our ears telling us to do this, do that. So, like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't listen yeah. to this guy. You shouldn't blah, blah, blah. We do our own thing. Alien Addicts is completely different to anything out there because because <sighs> we speak as a group of friends and we generally well, just into it. We're never getting that
5: government
4: uh, That's why I like
0: you guys,
5: man. <laughs> <laughs> we keep trying. We keep telling them, damn it, we are for sale. Cut yeah. us a check. We'll do better than all these other people. Guaranteed. <laughs> Just kind of let us know what's going on, right? I mean, that's all that matters. Uh, we're not going to get it.
3: I also think it. it's odd that no, that nobody's um, like repurposing your research either. Because yeah. it, it, it would make total sense for me if, um, say, Jeremy Corbel, for instance, was to do a weaponized on this and say, right, this Ashton guy's done all this thing. Now, listen, I don't agree with him that it's human tech. Mm -hmm. I think this is advanced alien spaceship. This is a a whatever. But none of them are. It's it's the same with uh, Glenn Greenwald who got involved in that the the sort of pylon over the weekend as well. And He um, sure did, didn't
4: he? Yeah. Glenn Greenwald did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Black Vault? Oh, that's you're thinking of. Uh, that's not yeah. Glenn Greenwald, that's, that's uh, uh, the other Greenwald, John Greenwald. Yeah, well, John the, Greenwald the, already. Hated the, the, too, the, got they get the Glens and
2: John, John mixed up. John, yeah, <laughs> I, I forget Glenn what he John. said, but
4: I had reached out to him a while back early on about helping with freedom information requests. He didn't respond, and then I can't remember. He got into my replies somehow, I can't remember the exact thing, but. He was trying to dunk on me with memes. This is like a forty-plus year old who's trying to put memes in my replies, and uh, he ended up getting dunked on, and they just got really angry, and then blocked me, and so I ended up blocking him back, and so and then I ended up seeing like a couple of weeks ago that he was like promoting Mick West's VFX debunk. Like, how are all these adults not able to see through that these VFX don't match on a, on a frame? Like, you know, yes, they're similar. But this is the part where it's like, if you're somebody, again, who's for disclosure, somebody who's trying to claim that you have this credibility that, you know, you are a free thinker or whatever, like you shouldn't be going to Metabunk website to get your opinions, like figure it out yourself, right? Come up with your own opinions, be original. And those people I see that doing that, I saw Jeff Wise doing that. When I saw Jeff Wise go to the Metabunk website, I lost all all credibility I had for that guy or all respect Mm -hmm. I had for him. It's like, dude, you are an investigator to MH370. You're going to to Metabunk to be told what to think about some videos? Like, geez, man.
5: I think the most interesting thing that was revealed, right, all this information aside, was the connections that all these people share. Yeah. The deep connections where they're talking about it in chats and that they're Mm. emailing and that
4: texting one another for sure behind the scenes, right?
5: you, You guys control a lot of the the narrative that people believe in this alt-media woo-woo crazy UFO world. I mean, listen, we're all conspiracy theories. Like like that's what we're here at. Fundamentally, we are conspiracy theorists. We're believing in something that we're, we're trying to extrapolate from information that we're able to pick up. God, not as much information as you and the Redditors have put together. That's phenomenal. We're usually working off a whole lot less. Like, you know, my cat told me it in the middle of the night or something, but (laughs) it's you know we still run with it <laughs> but uh it was crazy it to me that was the thing that took me back like i knew the two guys were friends and they're involved with the green wall and and then these other people and they're all saying the same thing and they're putting this narrative then all of a sudden you see bots yeah. pushing these same narratives that are getting like this is and you had a good 48 hour period there where you were just it oh, yeah. was a little it was bizarre man
4: yeah, was that was bizarre. I just hunkered down the hatches. I just realized, you know what? I think the best approach here is to just be quiet about it, because mm-hmm. um, it just you can you can tell it's not organic from the outside perspective, right? Yeah. And the fact that everybody's all aligning themselves, and that's where I I just kind of posted my kind of a little coy post about, you know, just watch and see who wants to lie, let's see who wants to reveal themselves, because like mm-hmm. you just said, and I've said this from the beginning, is we know there's a disinformation campaign to hide this stuff if it's real. So if the videos are real, we don't have to do anything. We just have to watch and wait and see who wants to lie about them. And they will reveal themselves. And boy, did they. Man, they revealed themselves. They revealed their connections, like you just mentioned. And I think that a lot of those people, they now, if they didn't have skin in the game before, now they definitely do. Because now if mm-hmm. the videos get proven to be real, those people's credibility is shot for the rest of their lives. No one will ever listen to what John Greenwald ever says ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I already didn't trust him because I don't trust anybody whose, their whole job is writing Freedom of Information Act requests that come from the government. Where every single Freedom of Information Act request I've put in has basically been blackballed and like denied and rejected. But all of a sudden, he like gets select information handed to them. You know, he's got relationships with those Freedom of Information Act request officers. They're only giving him the stuff that they want him to reveal, right? Let's just be honest about it.
5: <laughs> or maybe they're giving him the stuff that needs to be out
4: either way you look at it, right. Either it's intentional or he's being used one way or another. Right. But when he starts attacking me, then he reveals himself and reveals his true nature. Right. Because again, if you're somebody who's seeking disclosure, I'm not hurting anyone's disclosure efforts. If anything, I'm just helping them inadvertently. (laughs) So yeah.
5: The, you know, the thing, like I like alien scientist and that whole, that when you guys were doing that, like I figured that would be the one that was probably going to be the roughest. And I was like, man, that's, it's going to be good, and that's just his nature. He's a very, you know, yeah, he's thorough. He's fact based. There's, we need more of that kind of in this community. Uh, oh, I said community. I feel dirty. I shouldn't have said that. I despise <laughs> that. I apologize to everybody listening. Yeah. Your ear next, holes were defiled by me. Next, but, you're going to be telling us how long you've been in the field for. Never, <laughs> never. I've been in a field a couple times when I was younger. I uh, woke up in a field once. Uh wasn't abducted. Pretty sure I know how I got there. Uh your ass uh, was bleeding. It definitely. Yeah. I mean it needed sutures. That was some heavy petting. But uh I forgot where I was going when he distracted me with the bleeding <laughs> asshole thing. Uh
0: <laughs>
5: I mean that's an easy thing to 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 get distracted by. No, no, like so the other ones, right? You got uh these other podcasts, which you know, whatever. They were vicious impersonal and they cultivated a personal attack genuinely a personal attack before one of them even aired yeah it was bizarre you know what i mean like i was like what's going on and we'd all of course talked about it and i was like listen i'm gonna send ashton a message um this is this shit's nuts (laughs) i don't know what's going on i think you guys should do the same and i'm glad we had you on now but especially right after that i thought it was
4: you know. Yeah. I think it gives me more credibility though. Right. Like same reason why I go yep. my Reddit subreddit got banned the same day I revealed my full name. Like mm-hmm. the more attacks like that, the more credibility. Cause I think that if I'm on their side, the best way to discredit me would be try to claim mm-hmm. that I'm like part of a psyop or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. hard to do that if I'm a, literally being attacked 24 seven by the machine, by a coordinated group, right? The only coordinated group would be they're the ones who are part of the government. Right. And they're linked to the government. It's not going to be, it's not going to be reversed like that. So to me, yeah. it's like if anyone did have any doubts about it, it's like, well, there you go. Even some people were trying to start up like the Russian disinformation angle. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm a U.S. citizen with a U.S. Uh, like background check and security clearance. Like, what? I'm Russian disinformation now? Like, yeah, San- geez, that yeah. sounds
3: like something the communist would say.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thing exactly
3: what they would expect you to say.
4: So, so funny though. So yeah, I every- think that that go ahead, jump on it, Ollie.
2: I was gonna say every every channel that's had you on, we all have something in common now. We all have that little Wikipedia link right underneath this video (laughs) right now. They will will give you factual information (laughs) about MH370. Just like you get the same Wikipedia link when you talk about COVID. Just like you get the same Wikipedia link if you talk about anything that they don't want you to talk about.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's like the Sonia Putan when I was on her show, the UK show, and I, she was great. I, I hope I get to go back on there and talk to them again because they were just super nice people. And she's like, we Googled you ahead of time. We got the results were changing quickly. I'm like, oh, badge of honor, results changing quickly on Google. That's, uh, you know, that, that, that tells you they're trying to hide something there. So, yeah. There's
5: truth in that. Yeah, man, it's... It was bizarre. It really was. It was... Another thing is like... If this was a marketing ploy, yeah. I could see them as guys going to hey, we can capitalize on this. It's moving forward. Maybe we need a little more zest to our podcast. This is the angle <laughs> we're going to take. Let's work it out. I feel like after watching their podcast, I don't know any of them personally. I feel like I'm giving them a shitload more credit than they deserve.
0: Because I've <laughs> I seen it, other I ones that they've done, and I'm the like, mm.
3: <laughs> I think if you wanted numbers, you would go with it. I it's would, much, yeah. It's, it's much more fun because nobody – Nobody wants to be told Christmas uh, Father Christmas isn't real. Nobody so that guy. If yeah. if you were gonna if you were gonna put a campaign together with your friends podcast, you would go right. We are going it's, in on this. It's what we would do. But
5: think about it. How many people have whispered in our ears to go in that same direction? Into the negative direction, and so I think it would be easy for them. But so, like devil's advocate, they're they're playing it together to try and work this thing up. If you go by the comments that they have had and the tweets, they should have known just by X this yeah. is a bad damn idea this yeah. is not playing the way we think it's going to play and it kind of made me wonder if that's why the one podcast waited so long to release it when they'd had it because he even was like maybe i'll just hold it back for third play you know a oh, third person embarrassment he, he told me and i was like
0: what yeah. i
4: what? was talking to him the whole time was like and i and that's why like i couldn't know if i, I couldn't tell if i could trust him or not because he's like oh maybe i should play this up a little bit and he posts that message and i'm like i kept telling him like don't do this like do you not read like the first podcaster's comments where they were just ripping him to shreds for being dishonest so, like do you really want to go down that same road like i mean it's up to you it's your podcast right gonna do 40, it own it
2: own it yeah it. yeah like yeah
4: you know, i think they it not got more if you give it a more neutral stance like the topic's already controversial enough you don't need to drum up any more marketing for it. it was my view and he, he called me this morning you know danny did and uh this is why i think he's a good guy you know but again it's hard for me to trust people especially when after they call me up and say hey i was thinking to go with like Ashton exposed blah 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 i'm like dude you're really gonna go with the exposed angle again here man like i was there in the podcast i didn't get exposed at any point in this thing and i tell oh, him like geez. people only read the headlines no, no. it feels very dishonest if you're gonna do that right mm-hmm. and he's like okay well we won't go with that let's go with like revealed or whatever and i tell him just make it like mh370 conspiracy like classified technology and whatever and he's like no i want to go with the, like corridor crew versus ashton angle he wants
5: a gotcha he wants yeah a he gotcha. wants a, a he, he's
4: like oh it needs to get more clicks or whatever And i'm like dude i'm like look man it's your thing but whatever and i thought we had an agreement he was gonna go with like revealed or whatever first thing i see on the title is like mh370 videos exposed blah 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 and i'm just like dude Okay, this, that's where it stops becoming a marketing angle and, and more like it's, it's dishonest intent. intent, right? It's yeah. planned with his best friend, right? Then they're being, either being used by the government or whatever. And the real thing that reveals it is not a marketing thing is they didn't act like this to any other guest in their history. Mm. And people pointed this out. They, even you know, the people, they have some people on there they do yeah. softball interviews with. Yep. They have people that they... Even the people they challenge, they've never come. To this level of trying to discredit the person before, and that's well, what even, I think really
3: uh, used by the government. Sorry, Lee, go on. It's, I was just going to say we brought up on the. I think it was w- w- would it have been last Sunday, guys. Well, yeah, it would have been last Sunday after uh, yeah record yeah. being on, and um uh, we would we would talk about this. We would talk about the like the concrete guy, and I went through like the last few podcasts he'd done I show. like concrete as well yeah uh, but it was all like uh underwater civilization atlantis <laughs> found and this and that it, it was like it, it if he would have just been a load of um sort of like autobiography uh autobiographical type podcast with various people you know like a joe rogan type thing i get it but all of the other podcasts he's done with conspiracy stuff as well. So it wasn't like he's like not used to having like weird things on his show. Um, the other other thing that really caught me off was because I'd never heard of the Dorian guy before yeah. uh, before this. Um, I still find it really confusing how somebody can have five hundred thousand YouTube subscribers. And up until like up until the day of like the the shitstorm happened, he had a mm. thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, I I really don't understand understand how that's even possible. And it, yeah, maybe think, maybe yeah. he just doesn't tweet. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's some something really simple. But I mean, how can how can somebody with five hundred thousand YouTube uh, YouTube subs have less followers on Twitter than me? That makes yeah, not, absolutely no sense.
4: Not just that. Like I looked at his videos afterwards. And so after I, when I was in the interview, I started having big questions about what was going on based on how he was trying to treat me, how he's being super disrespectful. So mm-hmm. I started looking up at YouTube and I realized that like all the recent videos, nothing had over a hundred thousand views. Most of them were like 20 to 40,000. This is something mm-hmm. with 500,000 subscribers, right? And I'm sitting there. I'm like, so, you know, did you get, you know, what's your deal? You get deboosted. And he, he claimed he got deboosted from talking about Israel, Palestine or something like that. But just very little of it was adding up to me. I mean, he told me personally that he was struggling monetarily. I won't go into more details mm-hmm. from, from the YouTube channel side of it. Uh, but yeah, very little of it kind of adds up. And you now again, I'm not big on conspiracy side of it, but it just doesn't really add up. The numbers don't add up to me. Like I've got 50,000 followers on Twitter now. And I've already got like over eight thousand subscribers on my YouTube, which is only two weeks old, three weeks old, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you would think that they would go hand in hand with one another, right? Like one's going to lead the other. Yeah. So it, it is pretty odd, for sure. Yeah.
2: What was what was something. it like after after the after the show? Yeah, that had to be fun. <laughs>
4: yeah i mean so yeah, after like, the show like, like i was still super nice <laughs> to him right but like i could tell he was being kind of weird in general like he was somebody that you know it's like if you're saying goodbye to somebody you don't really care about that much right it's not like we're like hugging it out or anything we're like hey great job bro i was like Oh yeah i think that went well he's like yeah that'll be great yeah uh-huh it's like okay my buddy's gonna give you a ride back it's not like we didn't sit around and chat shoot the breeze he's like okay get ashton out of here and take him to the shittiest hotel in the whole in all of new jersey right And I get to this hotel. It's like the shittiest place I've ever seen in my life. And and now I'm like sitting there going, okay, I was set up. Like this was, you know, this was a a hit piece that they were coming at me. And I already was thinking about the stuff ahead of time. So Mm -hmm. my wheels are churning, right? And I check in and I realize he hasn't paid for the hotel either. And I'm like, okay, wow. And people wonder why would not hit him up? Well, geez, if you have that kind of interaction with somebody, uh, the last you thing want I want to bounce. do is talk to him, right? I just want to get out of there. And uh, and the, it's not about the money for me either. It's just about showing what his intent was, which is pretty clear. Um, and so, yeah, you know, and the thing is, his producer was super nice. You know, his, his producer uh, that he was with, this guy Alessi, I think that, you know, he wants to be a podcaster. I think he can be a podcaster. We talked about what his niche might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about football, all kinds of stuff like that. He was but like I,
2: the 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 Rogan Jamie guy, wasn't he? The, yeah, the, he was the one on yeah. the side,
4: or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so uh,
2: yeah, I, I, he he had a few good comments as well. He was like, seems like a intelligent kid.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think he's intelligent, but yeah, they're you know they're younger too. At least I'm a little bit older now. It's kind of weird to say that I'm starting to get older, but um,
3: you're probably a little bit older just after the last week. <laughs> yeah, There's <yeah. laughs> yeah, a couple of yeah, gray yeah, hairs in here somewhere for yeah. sure.
4: Uh, I hope I don't go full John Oliver and get fully gray by the end of this. That would be that would be pretty <laughs> telling, but yeah i mean he was kind of fine after but i started realizing something wasn't right and so i texted him like maybe the next day or something and said hey man i'm like gonna have to come out against make some pretty harsh statements against some of the factual inaccuracies specifically the stuff about the witnesses that he was trying to mm-hmm. claim like it was so weird the way he was like trying to claim that like yeah mike mckay couldn't see the plane and like the weird stuff about Kate T. seeing inside the cockpit i'm like she didn't then say that she's like seeing people in the cockpit she just said she can see the cockpit which really should not be a controversial statement like when you see yeah. a plane that's flying low, you can see the cockpit, like you can see mm-hmm. the glass or whatever. So yeah. when you started digging into that, I realized there's not something right. And then when you really, I don't know if he ended up showing it because I didn't even watch his uh, his podcast, honestly. But the other than like a couple clips when I realized it was completely edited, like in, a, in not like chronologically, uh, we, he did this thing about Florence of Changi where he's like Googling her for like 20 minutes to try to claim that she saw that her like view is that the plane was shot down. And I had already spoken to her personally. And the funny part is I thought that was her claim. And so I talked to her mm-hmm. personally and she, she corrects the record for me and tells me, no, like the media you know distorted my views. I just you know essentially tried to figure out like what are all the options that could have happened. Right. Mm-hmm. But that, and that's not necessarily her direct claim. And I try to tell him this and he just like goes off the deep end about Googling for like 20 minutes, finding Wikipedia. Article, and I'm like, find a quote. Right. Don't find like what the media is editorializing. Find an exact quote. And I try to explain this to him, and he's like, "Well, I found three articles here that claim that she says that the plane shot down, so that's what we're going with. That's the truth, right?" And that's when I realized, like, okay, this guy's. <laughs> the headlines got, are always the truth. Everybody's got that. redditor syndrome, right? Like, whatever's yeah. the headline is what must be the truth. Uh, and but I think the real thing that shook me the wrong way on that one was when he says, "I'm going to go against what I always do and give you unsolicited advice. Just any news, to any podcasters out there, never usher those words to your guests. Never say yeah. that you're going <laughs> to give them." unsolicited advice that is the most egotistical thing that you could humanly do uh and really it just comes off as dishonest there's no reason to do that the only reason why you would do that is because you have an emotional bias that you can't get past i've never thought to give them so at the end of the interview he was arguing with his uh producer the producer guy says you know you should put your mm-hmm. stuff on rumble i'm never gonna put myself on rumble i'm no 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 like and they're just arguing while i'm packing my stuff up you or whatever
5: He should put his stuff on rumble <laughs> yeah.
4: And he's like and no, the Rumble reason, link is
5: below. yeah for <laughs> everyone watching our Rumble link is there as well as our rock fan
4: the, the reason though is that he doesn't he cares so much about what people think of him right that's what he tells me is that well I, I all the people that are Rumble are you know I don't want to be like labeled like that or whatever what for being on Rumble yeah, right like it's just for platform. putting your stuff on Rumble cool and so that's how I knew too when the first podcast dropped that it was just going to be a disaster for him mm-hmm. because you know, I look and I was checking out some of the the comments and I could see him replying to comments like two in the morning on <laughs> some of these people are just ripping him to shreds. And I'm like, dude, I bet this is just getting to him so hard because he cares so much what all people think of him. And that's probably the reason, in my opinion, why he put out that statement is that he just had a total meltdown from the comments in the first part. Did not think it was going to go that way. I'm sure he thought it was going to go completely differently. Um, but again, this is just... It's a, you know, it it should be a lesson for people is especially younger podcasters. uh, People don't want to see you ripping down your guests. They don't want to see they can see through the dishonesty really easily. Right. And when you do that, it it just looks really bad. So, you know, that's not what I do with my guests. Like I'm trying to have people on that. I'm going to enjoy their content that I'm going to learn something, you know. Um, So I don't know. That's just my view.
5: Yeah. the, The little video he put out. Um, talking about how he defends and goes for everyone and he disagrees with the comments on that. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. it, it didn't make him look great. No. You know, it it did not. I tell you what, though, of this last one, the one that just aired today, I loved your butthole comment.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The butthole comment. Yeah. Absolutely my butthole looks like your it. butthole. That doesn't mean my butthole is your butthole. Like that's exactly. that's kind of the. The argument for when two things look similar and i think you see that a lot from debunkers a prosaic mm-hmm. explanation like when it comes to ufos everything's a balloon right it's mm-hmm. a balloon or it's uh mm-hmm. what are the, there's like three things chinese lantern which i've never seen a freaking chinese lantern in my life i don't know these chinese lanterns apparently are everywhere <laughs> out there and then it's either that or it's starlink satellites it's like these are the three things that everything's either a balloon a chinese lantern or a starlink satellite and It's like okay, I get it. Things look the same or similar, but like maybe we should investigate them just a little bit deeper than like oh, that looks like a balloon. Like, do people even realize that balloons don't go up to like thirty five thousand feet unless it's like a weather balloon? Like, I don't think people realize balloons pop. But and that's what I have an issue with a lot of people. Like, oh, I'm seeing a Batman balloon at thirty five thousand feet. It's like you think there's a commercial Batman balloon, like just one <laughs> buy at the corner store that's up at thirty five thousand feet. Like
3: that was amazing. That the the idea that um a fighter pilot took a took a picture of a helium balloon as you know he was exactly flying past it. Yeah. yeah yeah the, the trained observer
5: the trained observer didn't know what he was looking at yeah
2: i'm just confused that no one's realized that like chinese lanterns were just put up there to to confuse people and to, you know guys we need to get something up there to cover these ufo's the chinese, chinese lanterns happened
3: <laughs> let's get it up let's get it up there swamp gas isn't cutting it anymore guys come on Chinese lantern. elon you've got you
2: doing some up there can you just release something in the atmosphere to cover up that big giant alien spaceship
4: yeah yeah it's too funny and i like i and so, yeah, I mean, it's just they they come up with these very cheap debunks and what have you. So that's why I think it's funny. The way you break that stuff down is through humor, right? So that's mm-hmm. why I like the My Butthole. Although it's a little bit crude, the My Butthole is your, your butthole is like kind of example. But it, it kind of breaks down those prosaic debunks. The one I like the most is the donut is when I just compare to have the, the VFX turn into the donut. And it's like a perfect mm-hmm. overlay. <laughs> that's why I say, sorry, guys, it's it's too close. It has to be it, you know? I even did one early on. We were looking it up yesterday on my stream. I think it was back in early, or mid, end of September, where somebody from Reddit had overlaid the VFX debunk over or the VFX effect over the Nazca mummy head. And it's like a perfect alignment with their like the head of the mummy. And I said, sorry guys, the Nazca mummies have been debunked. It turns out it was a 90s video game effect. It's, <laughs> it's too close to not be the same. And you know, cause they argue that, oh, this line is in the same location. It's like, they don't realize how easy it is to just, resize something and have a circle match up over another circle the
5: mexican mummy things are the peruvian mummy things that are now held by mexico is interesting especially when like and we'd done a podcast on it and i'd reserve that you know i I don't know what it is it needs to be done like you need it's a ct scan it needs an x-ray you need medical professionals to look at it what i loved is when the mexican um medical professionals and instructors at the medical school the teachers the professors from their medical school who are doctors we're like oh no that's that's real tissue people like oh they don't know what they're talking about they're mexican
0: Whoa,
5: that guy teaches at john hopkins <laughs> like, oh that's when God. like people
4: reveal themselves the other part too is like i like when you know, i will like you know debunk the suicide myth and people are like Oh, he's a Muslim terrorist. Like, I'm like, Jesus, man. Like, whoa, dial it back. Like, just because someone's a certain <laughs> religion doesn't mean that they're automatically a suicide bomber. Like, come on now. Like, oh, my goodness. Or the people that will say like, uh, and I, I'm not going to read the message, but I got like one of the most unhinged messages from that podcaster after I I politely asked him to take down that video that he posted, which I, I think if he had taken it down, it would look better for him. Yeah. Uh, but he wouldn't. You know, he sent me this message. You and one down. thing I hear a lot is that this fake compassion angle is the worst angle. Like y- you are hurting the families of the victims by digging into this case. The families got no answers. They were forced into cheap ass settlements <laughs> because they yes. weren't even allowed it to be tried in the United States where they got millions. You know how much these families got total like 75, 80 grand each. And this is after 10 years. Most of them lost their income earners and their families. They got like um, nothing. If these were tried, in the United States they are getting millions. Whatever. They're like, oh, you're hurting
5: kind of the weapon, families
3: whatever yeah, happens 9 11 stuff it, it's exactly the the, the yeah. same sort of response you get it's always that won't somebody think of the children life <laughs> yeah
4: won't they, exactly it's will not they think of the children and these are from people that probably have never cared about anybody but themselves in their whole lives right like yes. when was the last time they've ever helped another human being and they want to yeah. have this fake compassion like that's don't if you're out there and you're one of the debunkers or the haters Never go with the fake compassion line, it is so transparent, (laughs) and I and especially because constantly I'm talking about trying to do this for the families Mm -hmm. you know, do this for the pilot that was vilified, you know, because that's really what it's ultimately about. So, Mm I'm trying to say like you're hurting the families is uh just absolutely absurd.
5: (laughs) Yeah, it's it is interesting when people start making those base appeals because people are like, oh, well, you know, you have to, no, no, no. You're trying to take this and back me into an emotional argument or emotional place that I won't retaliate from or argue with you because you're trying to take some perceived false high ground when the reality is all those people were screwed and shorted. And what happened to the federal judge who was making those calls? What what happened to her?
4: (laughs) Uh, Promotion to Supreme Court justice. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I'm sure those weren't related. What a shock. That, that's the part where i like i i mean i'm sitting here and i'm trying to avoid falling into the conspiracy rabbit hole like desperately trying to avoid falling you into should it. come in the water's fine <laughs> i start reading about the settlements and i'm just like wait who's the, the the federal judge who ruled against it being tried in the united states katenji brown jackson two years yeah. before she gets a promotion to supreme court justice i'm like okay guys oh uh, boy i i I don't want to dig down to this, but it's it's spooking me a little bit, especially because we're looking at two U.S. asset videos filming the plane disappearing out of space time, which that immediately is going to pull it back to the U.S. jurisdiction. Just right there. That's enough evidence. I, mm-hmm. I don't even think you have to prove the videos to be real for that to come back in the U.S. jurisdiction. Like at that point now, they've got to desperately prove the videos aren't real. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. ugh, it, it's wild, man.
5: Well, it's also Lockheed Martin monitoring all sky, all skies (laughs) over every country in the world simultaneously. Oh, by the way, we're listening to everything in the water. What the hell are we doing, guys?
4: Yeah,
5: I get like as an American, I'm I'm proud of being American. I love being an American. I, you know, geography is destiny. I I was blessed, but it's sometimes late at night. I think to myself, "Are we the baddies?"
4: (laughs) Yeah. No, I especially recently i've been thinking <laughs> yeah. it too, are man. we the
5: empire <laughs> you know
4: are we the baddies yeah. is really what it comes down to i'm just like hmm because i was thinking before this stuff ever come out that like we might not be the superpower in the world anymore right and we might not be the bullies that everybody has made us out to be and then i see this come on, i'm like oh no we're the bullies we're the bullies we are the ones <laughs> that have we've got all the secret tech that we're not we're holding back we're not, not letting i mean there's poor people and homeless people everywhere that we could end. Like, you know, homelessness tomorrow. probably tomorrow if we cared enough to get this technology out. But nope, no, nope, we're going to keep it because we want to enrich some elite people. We're going to all these wars happen, these proxy wars that we're involved in that could be over in a day. Just let them keep going and people killing themselves like, OK, we're not as good as I thought we were. Yeah. No,
5: what we do is we get rid of anywhere that provides public mental health care and then. We isolate everyone, make them take away looking at other humans' faces, which we know is psychologically needed. Mm-hmm. Corner them, fill them with fear porn, and then expect them to, to be okay. And control social okay. media and the
4: message, right? And Everything. That has been message. proven.
5: The mm. social media control is proven. That's This is the thing that people like. 100%. I'm obviously a conspiracy theorist, right? Like 100%. The reality is I liked being a conspiracy theorist more 10, 15 years ago when people just thought I was nuts and now you start seeing things like oh damn yeah this was yeah. a lot more fun than when we were just joking around it's getting dark now it's just not it's fun anymore dark. this is dark yeah. and it's and like the is- just- i know i know a bunch <laughs> of the conspiracies and how they end man everybody's <laughs> butthole should be tightening up it
0: doesn't
3: give look me back yeah uh, give, give me back 2015 when it was just listening to people with flat earth theories on podcasts
0: oh those are the good <laughs> days right
5: there those were the good days
4: like now it's just, and there's so much of this social war and, and culture war that's happening. And it's like so toxic, but I think that a lot of people don't want to think that they're the ones being radicalized, right? Mm-hmm. And I see this on Reddit as well, where every time now I see like a mass shooting, I just go, what was a Reddit handle? Like, <laughs> show me which subreddits they were on the most. Because I, I think that a lot of that is coming. I, I truly believe that Reddit is the biggest source of disformation and radicalization on the planet right now. Whereas maybe like, 10 20 years ago people would argue it was like 4chan or something like Mm -hmm. that where Mm -hmm. now it's moved from the fringe to the mainstream and because they've banned so many people that have wrong think about every topic there is they create this echo chamber of people and then what happens is i think you can even argue to a very lesser extent you see it on my more recent podcast that we were just talking about where people think that their views are the majority and they become indignant When they hear somebody who says something that's contradictory to what they strongly believe to be true and that what this is what i tell people a lot is i find that the people that get the most angry are ones that get told something that is true that goes against their previously deep held beliefs right what they were sure must be true right somebody comes tells me something that i disagree with that i think is silly i just don't care i just laugh it off i never get angry about it right Mm But you see these people get angry about it. You see them get emotionally invested in it. How could you not believe this, right? Like, okay, well, I'm just following the facts, right? I think the real question is why are you believing it? Go ahead.
3: This is the problem with algorithms, isn't it? And the mm. it's cuz I I think you're right about Reddit. I think the um the the next place this will come from is TikTok now. Because I, oh, if, yeah. if you if you if you watch like the 100%. live TikToks and it's and just skip through them. And you've got these little bunches of people that are just trapped in their own little world that keep getting fed back into that because it keeps engagement going and keeps people's yep. eyes on screen. Uh, it's it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous for somebody not to not so much check you on your bullshit, but just it, like, be more open to what other people are saying all the time. You, you might think it's fucking nonsense, but you've got yeah. to hear it.
4: No, I agree. The TikTok thing, too, is like I was all for banning TikTok just because I'm against social media in general because it just always gets abused, right? And it can be Mm -hmm. abused by China. U.S. doesn't matter. They're just going to abuse it. Like I saw what they did to Reddit from its early days to what the bastardization of it is right now, where you know it used to be a thing where you could go learn about the news a day or two in advance. And now it's the opposite where they're trying to tell you what to think and what the news should be, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'll just do, I'll throw Elon Musk some support here right now as well. Cause he has made sure that we don't get banned, but you know, the, all the articles against Elon Musk and Twitter are so inorganic, like on Reddit, you would yeah. go there and you think he's the worst person in the world. You think Twitter is the worst thing in the world. All my family members thought Twitter was going to go bankrupt like a year ago, like after like months after he bought it, they were sure a place was going to go bankrupt, whatever. And that's all intentional It's like they, because the government lost some control over that platform, like they're pushing these fake stories out there, like all these lawsuits against them too. whatever happened with all those lawsuits that supposedly we're going to bankrupt him. Right. All of a sudden, you, you never hear about the result. You just yeah. hear about like, Hey, th- this negative aspect of it, even on the conspiracy subreddit, the, you'll, the number one fake comment you'll see is Elon is not your friend. Because it appeals mm-hmm. to people that are conspiratorial in nature, right? Oh, Elon's not my friend. I mean, he probably isn't, but he certainly oh, hasn't got me banned not. from the platform, right? Yeah.
3: Okay. okay the question thing is people just sorry, just quick quickly, people don't have to be they don't have to be a knight in shining armor to yeah. just be your best option. That's yeah, exactly. exactly. You got exactly. it. Exactly.
4: Like I don't have to agree with Neuralink or whatever other yep. stuff he's doing or anything else he's doing, mm-hmm. right? In fact, I was never even a supporter of Elon Musk before all this stuff, but the part that weirds me out is how everyone on Reddit loved him and then they're yes. able to flip it just like that. They're able to go, "Okay, pull out the bullshit argument or pull the oh. news articles, right? And they're just inundate you with them." And they can the, do this to anyone. It's
3: the same do as the, uh, the like the 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 green uh, the green lobby. You know, it's uh, 10 years ago they would have bathed in elon musk's piss you know yeah, when he it, was bringing it, like, like this the solar city idea yeah. the that uh the solar solar it. roof tiles and stuff like that they loved the guy now he's a nazi
4: yeah exactly do
3: you, do you think he knows about this
1: tech
4: yeah that's a good question uh I How think he die. got the Starlink contracts, right? So mm-hmm. I'm surprised he hasn't commented. The part where I would have thought he would have weighed in was after we had like the biggest space on Twitter with kim.com. We had over 3,000 mm-hmm. concurrent listeners. We had uh Greg Gutfield was sitting in my space. We had Scott Adams who made Dilbert in our space. Greg Gutfield people don't know is like the number one Fox News personality mm-hmm. on on the all the, the whole network. We had Jacob Chansley. The, the shaman from the J six speak up on UFOlogy. This is the part where I was like, okay, Elon's got to show him. up here, right? <laughs> you met him in real life.
5: Oh yeah. I, yeah.
4: I can consider yeah, we a supporter now, but um, yeah. so we had like, you know, it was the biggest space on Twitter. It had to be, I think I can't imagine how 3000 current concurrent people, there's anything bigger happening at the time. So I, he's definitely got to be aware of the situation at this point. And he's probably in a situation where he has DOD contracts because of their Starlink agreements. And I think that everybody has DOD contracts, probably they're being told they can't talk about this, right? Like, and he might even know the implications of it. If he knows the implications of the technology, this is why I have the poll up there right now, which is like, would you still want this disclosed? I think that the military industrial complex has said that, you know, this is too risky. This is national defense. That the reason why this is being held back. And anybody that goes out against it, they're risking all their contracts. They're risking their connections. I think this can explain why the UFOologist is big ones mm-hmm. like the Jeremy Corbells, even the Ross Colhartts, um, why all these people aren't speaking up on it. Either they have connections they don't want to lose or they're directly connected to the government and they're told not to you know, look in a situation. In fact, Ross Colhart made one of the most ironic comments i had ever seen uh, talking about how mainstream media won't look into a particular UFO case or whatever like that. And I'm just going, I just reply, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of the same way how you won't look into the MH370 case, like because <laughs> claiming that they're controlled or whatever. I'm like, isn't this the same as your situation? Like, yeah.
3: It yeah, I, I think on the Musk Musk thing, um the you can't fight battles on all fronts. Mm-hmm. And there's uh the there was an interesting thing when he was on the uh the last interview here on Joe Rogan. And uh, he brought up all the stuff about George Soros and the the, uh, the stuff that he funds and things. And um, mm-hmm. Joe, uh, Joe Rogan turned around to him and said, "Well, surely someone would pump the brakes on this." And he replied, and "said Yeah, that's what I'm doing now." Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just think, well, if you if you go and do, if, if you that's what you're doing, and now he's taking media matters to uh, to, to court, he's probably got a lot on his plate. <laughs>
4: And you have to realize if you have that big of a following too, your mm-hmm. actions have to be so measured. Like if he were to even like comment on one of my posts, or yeah. you know even retweet, sure. like all of a sudden you're putting such a huge light on the situation. I would probably double or triple my followers just from something mm-hmm. like some minor thing like that, right? Um, and so he has to probably be very careful about what he posts on because you see his stuff. Like anytime you post on anyone else' things, like thousands of likes, retweets you know et cetera immediately but that's part of the reason why too i'm not you know we're just this thing's getting bigger and bigger right this whole case is getting bigger and bigger i'm increasing the production value you know i just bought this nice new camera here that we've got <laughs> um and i want to thank the people some people have been donating i, I didn't know how yeah. super emojis worked on on youtube we had some big donations from some people as well that i haven't asked anybody for anything but they just feel compelled to help out the case and so i'm, I'm going to use that money to increase our production value, which help increase our reach, help make sure that the evidence gets to a wider, wider audience to the point where it's just so awkward that people are ignoring it, that, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone's always asking them. And we've already kind of reached that inflection point. You can tell where like, the Mick West have come back into the world, right? Where they were trying to ignore it desperately, but you know, they're getting spammed with like dozens and dozens of messages about it. Please, Daddy West, please debunk this for us, please. (laughs) Right? And like, okay, okay, I've got it. It's getting too awkward to ignore anymore, right? Uh, And I think that's what happened with like right before that first podcast a couple of weeks ago or last week or whatever, is that... We really started to hit that inflection point where it's getting so awkward, especially for these UFOologists, where I just imagine how many times they're being asked about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was watching someone sent me a link to the Y files. We're doing one of their streams, and I don't know if it's his AJ's wife, but they get a donation and say, you know, what's your comment on the MH370? And they said that you know they're they're looking into doing a podcast about it and they're digging into it just imagine how many like behind closed doors messages they're getting. If they're getting like donation requests to add, to mm. ask like qu- like about the, the case, you know, it's when funny.
2: Oh, just cause I say when, when you've, when you've looked into this, um, you, you've, you've always like kind of wondered what happened to it, where it went, what did it, did it just get zapped and that was it? Did it go somewhere? We've got the, um, mm-hmm. The, the family's saying that they the phones were ringing for, for days. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
2: And and I'm going to ask a question now. And, yeah. and Lee and Dave are probably going to message me a minute just saying, stop, stop.
4: <laughs>
2: we do that, um, by the way.
5: We
4: genuinely they, they,
2: do. <laughs> they do do that. Uh, have you ever considered that they shrunk it?
4: That's a good point. You know, not really. I don't know that... That's the kind I, of I, I say production?
2: that because I look at sometimes movies and people say movies are real, and you're know, like Ant Man, mm-hmm. and I did do a little bit of like googling. But uh, Ollie possibly... does think
3: Honey I at the Kids is a documentary.
2: Yeah, you gotta no, understand but, uh, Ollie's our sweet boy. The, <laughs> our sweet apparently, boy. there is like like some woo science there that it could possibly be a thing to shrink something so. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to find it if they shrunk it, you know.
4: (laughs) Like, so, like, I think you're right and you're wrong. And I, the part that I think you're right about is that they can reduce the mass of the object, but the way it seems to work is that it's not going to actually shrink it, other more so, like, put it in a field that allows it to, if you want to think of it as like a fourth dimension, but essentially break away from space time Mm -hmm. itself. And I've learned more and more about this in the last few weeks, even probably since the last time we talked. And I'm, lear- I'm excited to learn more about it from Dave Rossi on Sunday on my Hard Truths number three little plug right there. Um, yeah, he's somebody that's been actually doing the experiment. So I went from Salvatore Pius oh. with the patents to uh, Bob Greenier, who actually he expanded on a lot of what you just asked, uh, Ollie, about it. Theoretically, could be annihilation. I'm pulling annihilation back into the fold. Theoretically, the problem is there has to be a byproduct somewhere. And Mm -hmm. he argues, well, it would just go through like a a wormhole and show up in like the center of the earth or something like that. The byproduct of it getting annihilated, which to me is just, it's just not, I need more hard evidence. Like I want the, I want to see a byproduct happen like right there, right, right in front Mm -hmm. of me, whenever they annihilate the plane, I want to see it get turned into gold or whatever they're going to do. Right. Um, so I still believe it's more of like a teleportation, but it's not really teleportation. Like it's more of. You're able to enclose the plane, cause it to change its function. It's really like cheating in a video game, honestly, which now it's gone to like that. What people are telling me is the waves can cohere. So if you were to think of like waves crashing, if you were to synchronize them up so they're like directly over top of each other, that's how it's kind of been explained to me from a matter perspective, from a macroscopic perspective. And then once you can do that, it's almost the equivalent of magic, which goes back to the whole point about the simulation, which is this shouldn't be possible it shouldn't be possible but it is apparently and if you can do that though here's a cool part the last thing i'll say is that if you can turn this to a wave function to have its mass get fundamentally reduced by breaking it away from space time turns out you don't need a lot of energy to move it once the mass becomes zero now you can just push it with just a light push we'll move it around Mm -hmm. so that was the part that was kind of amazing where it's like oh okay so it might take a lot of energy to cause this to happen but once you have it undergo this phase conjugation Now you can just push it anywhere you want. Slide it anywhere around, and it'll instantly show up somewhere else. Hey. Thanks to the donos for the alien attic crew here.
5: Yeah, man. He's been on it. I don't know how to say that name. I'm not even going to try. I went to public school.
2: (laughs) We appreciate appreciate everybody. Yeah, we really do. Especially those likes. Them likes.
4: So yeah, I've been trying to understand more of the science part because I think that's the part where that's the part I'm the weakest on when mm-hmm. it's of the case, you know, I think I can explain all the rest of everything. It makes a lot of logical sense. It's when you get to that science part where it's like, you know, you can woo the people. And it's funny because even when I was on that one podcasters thing, they didn't give me any pushback in any of the science stuff. Which is the, clearly like way over. Yeah, the head, right? they they like,
5: ignored all of that yeah. and they're focusing yeah. on extraneous detail. Extraneous. Detail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. One
2: thing when you were when you were an alien scientist show, like he he knew the science,
4: yeah. science yeah, he behind
2: it, go. like and that's so why he, like
4: yeah go ahead keep going no no go on. yeah I was gonna say I think that's why I probably turned him a little bit too because he realized like this isn't something I can just poke holes in easily right like he's actually he's talking to people that are telling him mm-hmm. to sit the phrase it in the right way where it's not as easy to, to be able to discredit right mm-hmm. if i sit there and start talking about you know portals and you know portaling to the other dimensions and stuff like that like he might be able to crack holes in it but you start talking about macroscopic phase conjugation and matter cohering into a matter wave and all these other terms that are like explain what's happening that's the part where like okay wait this guy maybe does know what he's talking about uh from the scientific perspective but again this that's is just the for thing to
2: Mm-hmm. That's the thing there with, with, with Jeremy is that people that will not know this that have seen you on Jeremy's show, his he has pulled Bob Lazar to pieces. He doesn't believe. I mean, I I I love the Bob Lazar, and we all do here. But Jeremy is a like he 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 started with Bob Lazar, and he has gone well against that i i'll be honest with you i i did think when i was watching jeremy's show at some point he was gonna start trying to pick you apart and i think he he prodded a little bit but he got intrigued like so much with the science behind it that he stopped and he listened and he was intrigued with it like
4: yeah. And I was skeptical of him too, but I think I, you know, he's defended me after the fact again from people who've attacked me. He's defended my reputation. I've chatted with him in DMs. I, mm-hmm. I plan on potentially having him on my own show. And uh yeah, I, I, I think that because it's even hard for me to trust people, right? But I think his reaction and the way he went about it makes him credible in my mind, um, from that perspective. And even the Bob Lazar thing, like I thought for sure there must be some element 115 out there, but from what I've learned from science now, we don't need any of that to make any of this stuff happen, which has been kind of amazing to me. So I don't know what to think of Bob Lazar. I think he seems like an honest guy, but he also is somebody that was had compartmentalized access to information, right? So maybe right. he's being fed some disinformation intentionally so that if he did come out he wouldn't be credible, right? And then he wouldn't be able to know all the truth. So I'm not sure what to think about that or really anyone. I've kind of had to second guess everything I've known about UFOlogy in the last five years and everything else, honestly, about the whole reality.
5: It's funny earlier you mentioned the wi files I actually sent these guys a clip. He did a really good job. He was talking about uh, – I forget the episode. I think it's like 115. Maybe I'm wrong on that. It. Maybe it's 113. Um, and he was Staten. talking about
2: – Crop circles, Dave. Crop circles.
5: Started yeah, was with crop one of my circles. favorite ones I've ever and, watched of him. Yeah. So, the end of that, he talks about Operation Mockingbird, Operation Blackbird. Those are real things. The CIA mm-hmm. does put people in media organizations. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, back in the day, it was estimated there was something 10%. And now with podcasting, alternative media, who knows how many they back? I mean, the reality is the, what is it? The, our budget for the Department of Defense, which also feeds all these intelligence agencies, they're missing half of assets. It was the last yeah. thing that everyone just kind of swept under $4 trillion and we're missing $2 trillion worth. So who knows where it all is or what's going on. But it is something I always take into consideration, you know, that these people at certain levels question everything and trust no one. You know, I trust these yeah. guys, kind of. I don't think they trust me, <laughs> and they shouldn't. But... <laughs> You didn't you know, kill
3: us when we came to meet you, and Leo, I wasn't good. sure that
5: was Turns how that it was going to go down. <laughs> yeah, well,
3: you know, I, I I, have a
5: ritual I like to follow, and I want my dinner, I mean friends, to feel very comfortable right oh, to wow. the end.
4: That's a big donation. Yeah.
5: Whoa. Um,
3: holy cow. Thank you very much.
4: That is... Uh, what, is it, what is he saying? Because I can't follow this. That <laughs> is... See, a, see it's a big
3: donation. I, I got dude. you,
5: I
4: got you. It yeah, says, I mean, read this in English for me.
5: Uh, yeah. Hey, panel, swords, alien, uh invader, spaceship, dino, cloud, <laughs> spaceship, spaceship, spaceship. Looks like they're abducting. Is Diego Garcia the same base that alien scientists and dark journalists claim is real for the fucking sake? Spookiest shut shoot. I don't understand no, it, but I like it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I'm intrigued.
4: Yeah, Let's I like. Yes, people have keep telling me the dark journalist. Uh, I think he's been pinged probably the most out of anybody on my content. So I don't know exactly who dark journalist is, but surely would like to talk to them. Diego Garcia, I think, is definitely a base. People should be uh, if you're into the conspiracy side, probably should be looking at that base. I'd say forget about Area 51. Look at Diego Garcia. Figure out everything you want about that, but be careful. Uh, yeah, dark you know, journalist got uh, three uh, times in a row.
3: I think his stuff's on Twitter. He's an English guy, isn't he? Oh, is mm, it? Yeah, I think now. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've watched some of his stuff. I'm sure he's got a rumble show.
0: That's
3: cool.
5: Yeah, I um, I figure if they have any tech, it is at one of the U.S. government labs. Yeah, U.S. sponsored, secured by third party. Again, it's third party security. We have military grade equipment and authorization to shoot on site. You know, we have though, miles of nuclear. In ocean.
4: You know, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah.
5: Yeah, that's that. There's true, but getting it there, getting it back. Yeah, I don't know. That's there's the problem. Um. Yeah. yeah who knows, man? Who knows? One of the I things I wanted to
4: touch on was I have no. not yet been approached by the government. I don't. I probably wouldn't be able to say if I had, but I'm gonna go ahead and claim right now as a statement of fact that I've not been yet approached by the government. I've been waiting so that I could get you guys involved. You know, I want to, you know, let my people, you know, turn you guys into some spooks, you know, and then I can feed you guys information so and tell the people, but. Still has not happened. I'll
3: even just make coffee for them. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not picky about my job. <laughs> that's because you've
5: never <laughs> seen Feds order coffee. You best rethink that. There's easier <laughs> things to do.
4: <laughs> yeah. And if they're out there listening, you know, I, I'd much rather get turned than get eliminated. So if that's an option out there, if there's, well, a, as, yeah. there's an a door and a B door, just let me know which one's which, please, guys.
5: We're the guys you buy. Yeah, right? I, we're the we guys can. you buy. We'll say anything you want. Listen, we're not asking a lot. I'm saying what. Seven hundred fifty thousand subscribers for the channel yeah. i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll figure out some residuals we'll get ash in here he's he's, he's doing yeah. some work
3: get him a million Ooh. and a half right word, word on the street is if you do what they say they get you in the top 100 of u.s podcasts
4: oh yeah is that what it is? that's that's how you get into that in the i was Spotify. i wasn't gonna gonna, start i was gonna leave is. that one out but uh that <laughs> is the
3: word on the street <laughs>
4: <laughs> Ooh, that's a pretty nice perk there yeah <laughs> Yeah. but i guess uh, yeah, so if you all of a sudden see me uh one day just come out and be like sorry guys it's over it turns out it was a vfx from the 90s low quality vfx from the 90s case is over we're just gonna <laughs> let this one go and uh you're proud that's the the secret message if you see that happen i guess you, you know what the problem chinese is Latin, <laughs> say sorry it's chinese lantern all along. chinese
5: lanterns batman balloons <laughs> yeah. it's a batman <laughs> balloon it was swamp gas reflected off the batman balloon exactly now it's the, the craziest thing is and this is for all the government people which i guarantee you're gonna watch this show i guarantee it um your disinformation is terrible do you know that <laughs> i gotta get better do you know you're fucking up your only job man <laughs> like this is the people you're getting are not good what you yeah. need to do is it, you know what? You just send us an email. We'll work yeah. through it. I got some ideas scratched out. Low cost of operation. All right. Yeah. It's going to be much better.
4: Stop um, being so transparent. You know, start being more sketchy. Start telling people to look for ships that might be, giant ships that might be buried underground somewhere. You know, I already do that. I already, people in I'm wild halfway there.
5: Cases. I'm halfway there.
4: Stop giving away verifiable information, you know? Uh. Yeah. Oh, I, no, no. Work no. We need to give away
5: more, but you yeah. give them to the less credible unknown sources.
4: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sources are telling me. Secret sources are telling me exactly. that. exactly. You know, this and that. Exactly. And never say who it is. Never say anything about I, it. Yeah. Sorry, I have to protect yeah. my sources all the time. Always. Um, always. I can't say. I can't say. You know, it's yeah. It's just too much for you guys to tell you guys the truth. You know, that's the other one, too, that they always pull out. Well, it's just so it's so huge that I can't tell you. I
5: like, also want it, multiple it. book deals. And yeah. we all <laughs> need to be on
4: the circuit. Yes. Also, I need several. <laughs> I don't range? have to write I don't want to write them huh? either. I don't do writing. I just want other people to write the books for me. No, no, so I'll, I'll I'll
5: write the book myself. Writers. I am I they am, they am a writer. Okay, okay, he'll I he'll do it. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll handle that. And my we want book.
3: Patrick Stewart to do the audio books. You know, I'm yeah. not a fan. Not no, a fan. no. How no. you know, can you not be a fan of Patrick Stewart's voice? No, no, I'm not no. a fan. Well, yeah. someone told I'll, me
4: that an anonymous linked my content while we started, or something like Ooh, that.
3: Crazy. What's i don't the know if right, i can
4: well, trust anonymous man that's i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing i heard that anonymous has got control by the government
5: pretty sure they oh, are don't really government, know. But that's fine
4: <laughs> wait i have a lot of comments on my youtube all of a sudden that's interesting
5: well is there a lot of four-digit
4: numbers yeah let world? me see but, if i've got four-digit numbers in it and that's the giveaway that was the icy slide, <laughs> account. Icy the slide four five seven six it's like yeah. they just had to stop at the only up to 99.99 is like the highest their numbers yeah. can go
3: it is weird isn't it when people have like the the accounts like that and they don't think to just change the name on them.
4: Actually in the, Reddit I don't think you can that's what happened to me yeah, at least but right, yeah okay. I, I agree with you.
5: And a certain part again they're hiring they're getting government employees or other people to do this. You need to hire some people who are a little bit creative, artsy. I'm just saying we got a good team here, right? Funding, let us put out like a it doesn't have to be Netflix, let's say Amazon documentary of UFOs in the ocean, all right? You yeah. bank that pre-sell for us. <laughs> we'll whip something together. I don't know how
2: good it'll be. But the That's fact funny. is,
5: <laughs> you know, come on, guys. Come on.
2: A- Ashton, we'll, uh, we, we've kept you for like two and a half uh, hours. Yeah. And Make I, I know we've got you back on in, in January. I hope we still
4: get you back on in January. Yeah. yeah, I'm down. I mean, January's um, a ways out. But I'll be, I'll be hopefully, if I'm still around, if I haven't. With a uh, beer. With a yeah. bit. We'll have a yeah, we'll have a drinking one, you know, a late night drinking one, and i uh, Well, all we'll be discussing
3: Chinese lanterns then.
4: Oh, yeah. I like the I like
3: balloons from a studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: I man, would like to, to, to see you before
2: up. January. Get on with Mick West, though. I really would like. Yeah,
5: like, I think like
4: people want it. It like, might happen. You, sh-
5: you should happen. invite. him. You think so? Game. You think there's a chance of it really happening?
4: Uh yeah. I mean, I've heard from behind closed doors that there was more than one party trying to set it up. Oh, they're trying but to bully him into it after this last. Like, apparently, the rumor was that he wanted to wait until the uh, mm-hmm. Danny Jones podcast came out. Um, probably because he, wanted to, he see- wanted to see what got dismantled, but uh,
5: he wanted to see how it was
2: received,
4: yeah. See how it was received, probably yeah. right. So, we'll see. Um, I certainly won't shy away from it. Uh, I would say,
2: do it your own say- channel, do,
4: do it just you and him do it on this channel.
2: Oh yeah, do it on this channel. And yeah, then sorry. put it on yours. Yeah, yeah,
4: it yeah. definitely needs to be live whatever it is. I don't want yeah, it to be I, I don't, yeah, I, want I don't it to be live.
2: I, what I'm saying, I don't want you to be entrapped and like going to walk into something in it with an interview mm-hmm. and then you get some other stuff coming in that you don't even know about and blah 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 blah. See, I think we it would should never just do be a that. natural conversation.
5: We would never do that unless we were paid a large sum of money and then I would absolutely <laughs> send you a crypto.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know, you yeah got, you got Coinbase. give me percentage man yeah give me not percentage a problem I,
5: yeah i'll cut you in for a fourth no problem
4: but the, he's got yeah. some questions that i think he, he would avoid asking like a how do you make money uh exactly are you co- connected to the government directly or indirectly you know mm-hmm. uh these are questions i think the first things that anybody has on needs to ask him yeah there you go show <laughs> us your tax returns this is a guy who supposedly is what i mean last time he had a job was like early 2000s like what has this guy been doing he doesn't monetize his youtube doesn't monetize his his website must lose tons of money you know it's running a website it's not cheap so the question there is he lives in one of the most expensive parts of the country I, as far as i can tell from looking him up you know you can't live off of just like you know i don't think he had made hundreds of millions of dollars from one video game he was one person as part of that the mm-hmm. production of that game you know well, so the question is is on. he an influencer go ahead
3: uh, there was an interview with tony hawk um when he when he was saying the first check he got from that. Now, bearing in mind, mm-hmm. it was Tony Hawk at the height of his power,
0: oh, yeah, and he and he I got mean that's the, his video game. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah,
3: the first check he was cut was three million dollars that he, that he was given sure. for it. Now, so it's Mick West was just a developer. You know, yeah, he was a he was a code monkey like every one else. I'm sure he was he was very good at it. I'm just confused at what point everybody decided that this guy that helped made a, make a skateboard game yeah is the last word on fucking science it's, it's weird. weird yeah it's so
4: weird Did you see him try to debunk the kim uh kim.com sibers video that yes. was yeah. weird when i saw that i'm like okay i went from 99.9% sure he's a spook to 100% because mm-hmm. he's now trying to debunk us like definite military satellite yeah. capabilities Right. And that's where I'm like, okay, somebody is doing a bad job as his handler because you're making it too obvious now. Mm -hmm. Right. Like this, there's no reason to be coming out against something like that. It's literally just a video of the satellites scanning the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. mean, you know what? Like, oh no, it, the resolution is not good enough. What are we talking about?
3: But it, sh- it shouldn't even be that crazy. The idea, like, it's, we've got really good satellites yeah, that should not be a conspiracy theorist. If
5: they they should have given us yeah. a task, man.
3: We would have done a much
5: better job of yeah. it.
4: You guys would be much better at disinformation. They needed right? the, the handlers needed like. Pay him more. Find some other people that can do the better job. I feel like we're he's cheap. Like, yeah, he's he's phoning it in. He's not even doing he, a good job with it anymore. You know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, but so yeah, this has been a fun conversation. Though, what I want to ask last though is there any other mm. questions about me being connected to the government that I can help dispel? Uh, the reason why I do a lot of this stuff, like you're never going to see Mick West on a podcast like this, right? You're never mm-hmm. going to see these people that are mm-hmm. sketchy. For me, I'm trying to help all. Alternative media, you know, and I think talking to the smaller ones, I'm more comfortable with because I know you're real people. I know you're not, you know, controlled, well, right? You don't have 500,000 subs and only get 20,000 views on your videos.
5: Exactly. <laughs> or or 28. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay. So there's two things. So there, there is that there is a push, right, of that you're a government asset or, or you're backed by some okay. party. Because the reality is, intelligence agencies are never one mind of anything they're multiple minds of multiple things. They're working yeah. actively against each other at all times. That's just what it is. Um, so the first thing is, and I think is an easy address is everyone calls you a grifter, which it kind of irritates me because I don't know of any way you're making money on this.
4: You don't qualify no, as a grifter, right? No, everyone's like, you,
5: he's yeah. writing a book. This is all pushing Except for his book. book. Are you writing a book for this?
4: I No, I'm not writing a book. Honestly, I wouldn't even want to write a book. I would be happy though if somebody wants to write a book for me and then I can just take royalties off of it or something. That would be pretty sweet to be honest with you. But to me, it's more, I want to get the answers first and then we can start talking mm-hmm. about books and whatever stuff like that in terms of making money so far, I did actually just get paid by Twitter today. Uh, I think I made like $80 actually, which is pretty decent money, but that's not going to pay any bills. Um, I'm still down uh, probably a couple, at least a thousand dollars from what I've been putting into this compared to what I've gotten back. But the people donating on YouTube who've been very generous are, I guess to a degree, they're giving some credit to that because they're just donating to me, but I've never asked anyone for money and, Mm -hmm. I keep telling those people, even yesterday I made this the pitch that if you need this money, please do not give it to me. I'd much rather have people that need the money keep their own money. But if the type of person who just has excess money around, they want to help the investigation, sure, I appreciate it. Maybe they're tripping
3: over it, something like that.
4: But I'm not out here raising money for anybody. I'm not trying to monetize my following. Um, I'm currently not writing a book or anything. I will say that I would like a documentary to get made about this because I think that's the best way to reach the Mm -hmm. most amount of people. I'm pretty sure the government will shut it down. I don't think they'll ever get off the ground Mm -hmm. Um, and they'll talk to whoever producer tries to do it. They won't let Netflix show it or whatever. But part of that reasons, too, is because I thought the Netflix documentary was so awful that they should just delete it off of Netflix. Worst documentary I've ever seen in my life. And not just from a production standpoint, but just from a content standpoint, it was terrible. You've yeah, never see seen that. a third
3: phase of Moon documentary, have you?
4: <laughs> That's why I said from from not a, from a production standpoint. It's just yeah, but yes, I have, maybe I haven't seen all the the bad ones out there. <laughs> all right, maybe so the worst it, one on Netflix. But
5: with with that, we go to the second one. The other one is yeah, that you yes. have massive responses on X, Twitter, whatever, and yeah. like videos. Like I was also in the live chat. I saw you responding earlier today to the, oh, the yeah. Danny Jones podcast, and people are like, "Man, it's almost like it's full time job. He's he is everywhere." He is on yep. top of that. Uh, you know,
4: that that part's interesting because it, I think it goes to show how lazy the government is. Uh, my intent on that is to show that I'm a real person so that, mm-hmm. you know, I can I have real emotions, real personality. I want to respond to as many people as I can uh, yeah. because I feel like just connected to the people that are responding. My engagement is probably a hundred times higher than most people's engagement on Twitter. And mm-hmm. that is more just because people are dedicated to this. They've looked at the evidence and they're just convinced. And this is part of the stuff that I was even warning Danny about. It's like, if you try to be dishonest, they're going to rip you to shreds because the reality is like people are passionate about this case and they're passionate because they've seen the way to the evidence. Um, and so I don't use any bots. I've never paid for any bots. I don't mm-hmm. use them. Everything you see is my own personal opinions, my own personal views. I've spent so much of my life uh, in the last three months doing this. Every moment I've been away from work, I've pretty much been working on the case talking to podcasts like you guys uh recently doing streams to show the transparency Mm -hmm. and show the work but as you can see some of my content has slowed down because of that like i only have Mm -hmm. so many hours in the day right yeah um and even jumping on the danny one today part of the reason why i did that is because i was talking to diamond on the oppenheimer ranch uh podcast Mm -hmm. and he was telling me to like you know join the it's it's very big to be engaged and join in in the chat Mm -hmm. to help you like you know build up followers build up support um and so that's part of the reason why I started doing it. I was actually I didn't used to do that as much before, uh mm-hmm. like watch the replays or whatever else. So I just wanted to get in there to show people and I also just kind of wanted to see like that was probably the biggest podcast I've done, so I wanted to see yeah. what the real time reaction was. And like all my haters were in there. It was it was kind of an interesting little party we had going on there. <laughs> yes. so,
5: yeah. It was amazing. And uh the third there's a kind of a not a government. I think that covers I mean, those are really the only things I could see anything that would make stick yeah. for that. Um Everything else is nonsensical, but so the third one is a personal. Like I think it's a good interview question, and it, like I don't know how much of interviewers we are as much as conversationalists. But you know, the, maybe the only interview question I have is if you could, still knowing what you know now, everything, mm-hmm. wind back that clock and never push to go
4: public. Oh, yeah, would you do? It? I would. No, I wouldn't change a thing. Absolutely, not. change a thing. No chance. And people want to know why am I the person. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to be this person. I'd rather be the person in the chat right now talking about the person who's on the screen right now. Uh, It's a lot easier. It's just a lot less pressure. I could go back to watching some Netflix stuff or whatever I used to be doing. Um, But somebody had to step up, man. Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to be brave and say, I'm going to take this chance. I'm going to reveal these videos. And I just said, nobody else is going to do it, then I guess I will. Right. So absolutely not. I wouldn't change a thing. We are not going to stop till we get the truth or till I get turned into a CA asset until we get that book deal or whatever we're talking about. Um, you know, uh, and either that's how it's going to play out or until they silence me. I I just, at this point, I don't care. I've come to terms with whatever might come Mm -hmm. at this point and I'm fine with it. I think that the families deserve the truth. I've never thought I would come across anything like this in my life. Never thought even a conspiracy this big could even exist. And I never thought it would be this easy to expose either. You know, so whatever, however this plays out, I don't know what the future holds, but mm. we're just going to let it, we're going to ride this wave out with no regrets.
5: Awesome,
3: um, I've got one as far as yeah. the, uh, is Ashton a CIA asset? Yeah. Um, we like on, on the surface of this, and for the record, I don't think you're an asset. Um, the uh, that's me. But <laughs> it looks on the on the surface of it, you look like a lone researcher that's doing that's that's putting all this time into. Mm-hmm. it. But whenever you say it, you always say we. We're looking yeah. into this. We're yeah. doing that. So, do you have help behind the scenes
4: with what you're doing? So the reason why I say that is something I learned from being uh for my normal job. And, uh, it was from the crucial conversations class that I took as part of my normal job. Um, I had, I think everybody should take crucial conversations. I I thought it was going to be one of these crappy seminars where they like, you know, tell you a bunch of bullshit that doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. It turns out it actually teaches you how to speak with people, how to communicate with people, how to reach an element of trust with people, how when communication breaks down, how you can bring it back up. And one of the things you learn is to refer to things as we, not I, but we, and that brings people in. You know, it's it's not just about me. And the reality is, this isn't just about me. I do have a team of people that are in my discord. They're not necessarily doing exactly what I'm doing, but they're helping out. They're offering their assistance here, there. They're researching stuff. This is about us getting the answer. Right. And this shouldn't be about me. A lot of people want to say I'm egotistical narcissist that I'm put this, you know, that I've taken this helm or whatever of, you know, making this happen. But the reality is, this is about us getting the answers from our government collectively. And I could be anyone. I could be you, any of you guys. I could be anyone in the chat. I could be anyone in my discord. Anyone that wants the truth could easily be me. So that's the reason why I refer to we as much as possible. But sometimes I, when I do say I, I'm usually being very careful. Like every time I write the word I, I think about, should I, this be I, or should this be we? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason why I do that. It's certainly not because I'm working with the government. That's not the we that I'm referring to ever in those situations. So I like these questions, though, because these are the kind of questions that I would probably have asked for myself, you know, if mm-hmm. I'm looking at someone else in the same role. Um, the other one, too, that I would say is that like, it's some people are like and this is kind of just a pr- like a praise will be like, this is too much work for one person to be doing. Like you were saying, how could this be like one researcher doing all this? Mm-hmm. And that just shows the dedication, right? In terms of i don't know i have always been somebody who can do a lot of work in a very short period of time and mm-hmm. it goes to show that like every waking hour that i'm not sleeping or working on my normal job i try to dedicate to different aspects of this um and it even it impresses me i was looking at my compilation of the, the like i think it was version two compilation i put out there i couldn't believe how much work i put in i was looking i'm like jeez this is a lot <laughs> So yeah, it just it is, I mean, that shows how much work that we can do when we stop watching Netflix and care about things that are important in the world and getting answers for other people that have been gaslit and mm. questioning our government.
5: Awesome.
1: So
4: yeah. Ollie. Oh, and thanks for Red Panda Ollie's too. Muted. Yeah, Red that Panda is I was just, I was good. I would, I
2: would just say it's been a pleasure. Yeah
4: yeah, I love you guys, man. It's fun talking to you guys every single time I have like the best conversations with you all in just terms of just talking about conspiracy stuff, talking about the case. this also gives me opportunity to just kind of speak freely about stuff that's going on as well, which I like because um, I you know I just it's hard to who I know who I can trust and who I can talk to and doing stuff like this and i think it gets a good reception from the audience as well because they like to see just candid conversation between some dudes just yeah kind of shooting the breeze right yeah. I th- yeah it
3: must be tough as well because you've uh, with now you've done so many podcasts as just doing the same thing every time and getting the same answers off mm-hmm. off people as you're trying to explain this information that must be uh it must wear
4: Surprisingly it doesn't really that much. You'd think it would. I mm. I keep wondering when's the day when I'm gonna be like, I don't want to go over all this stuff again. But you know, it, it keeps me I don't know. It's just I am so I think the case is so interesting. I found myself reading my own letter to Congress like a dozen times. And every time I read it, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be boring. But I, I find like I can't stop reading until I get to the bottom of it. Cause that's just how compelling it is. Like I was even talking to my family at Thanksgiving, and you know, I was like the center of attention going through all this stuff with them. And mm-hmm. You know, it's it's fun to kind of talk through all the stuff with them to get different perspectives on it. You know, and my aunt is like, I didn't realize how conspiratorial she was, <laughs> and she's like yeah. going into all the conspiracy stuff, and like I'm trying to correct her and be like, okay, that that's a little too deep, but, but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, so don't mean,
3: d- I don't. I don't. I never listen back to like our shows. It's only like specific ones to listen back to, and certain certain ones, like the the episode we all did together. Um, I listen back to that. And if something's interesting enough, you can listen back to it and take yourself out of it and mm-hmm. then ju- just listen to it as if you listened to another podcast that you were involved with.
4: That was part of the reason why I listened to the Danny Jones one as well. Is I almost never listened to my own podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one where I wanted to see how I came off and how I see, how I came across. And I actually even impressed myself. Like I, I thought that I handled it pretty well, given somebody that a high amount of skepticism. I, I don't feel like I showed any emotion or got upset at any point as well um and that was just kind of to test because i knew that that was going to be one where i was like you know there was a high chance that it might get either edited or i might be looked in a bad light Mm -hmm. um so i don't know i think that just practice makes perfect i guess they say done a lot so
3: i think do you think in some ways um when you went on uh, like his mate's podcast a couple of a couple of weeks ago do you think that might have done like him a disservice for, for his show? Cause you were you were more prepared what you were walking into.
4: Oh yeah. And I I studied up after that too, because mm. I was like, we're not letting that happen again. So yeah. and I was expecting and ready for the questions, the same questions that I got in the earlier podcast. Mm. So I had already dug and done all my homework about the details of how the doors work, all the different ways you can get through the doors, how the oxygen tanks work, everything that they tried to catch me on. Because I totally expected all that stuff, so and it'll help that me One of the good too.
3: ones was the um, uh, the artist rendition of what the plane would have looked like from the the eyewitness of it, oh, yeah. because because that stopped any like the. The mm-hmm. 10 minutes or so of going oh no you, you couldn't see that from there because when you see a rendition of you go oh all right, okay is that is that what something looks at that that many that's Funny, feet? i noticed
4: the same thing while i was watching it live today i was like oh man when i when i pulled the, the picture up that really helps people to understand like oh that's what she's looking at right and that ended that whole conversation pretty much so yeah yeah ollie did you just, have something i saw you question it. i what was I?
2: just gonna say uh just finally before we 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 kind of wrap this up that Uh, have you been affected by this you know just because you you seem to um be like a a rock when it comes to taking all this um shit off people um i'm just wondering if does this ever affect you
4: Yeah, surprisingly, no. You know, maybe that's another reason why I'm a good person for being this type of person that has to take all this negativity and stuff that comes in. Like I tell people, I'm not joking when I say I don't think about the haters at all. Like, I really never think about them at all in my day and just move on from it. And I've been, I guess, tempered by the Internet and social media. You know, I used to be on Reddit all the time back until like probably right before 2020. And I had seen uh, other places as well. Uh, I used to be on fark.com actually as well, which was like Reddit before Reddit was a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was exposed to all levels of trolls that would exist out there. And they, I used to let them upset me and get angry. And then you just, you learn to deal with it. And I've learned to, people think I have a I need a thicker skin. I'd say my, th- my skin is as thick as it can possibly get. There is essentially no way to rattle me at all. Um, and that's just from experience, man. Twenty years of dealing with the internet and watching it grow and, and what have you. So there's nothing that they can say that can phase me, period. Um, and so I appreciate that. That's high praise to say that seemed like a rock.
2: You do, yeah, if, you got it together. If anything, your tonight's show before this show, um, concrete, the poll that you put out is kind yeah. of in your favor.
4: That's a good one, man. That's mm-hmm. a real good one, because we're talking about a crew that, like, you know, they even express it in the headline that it's going to be some kind of, ex, you know, exposure or whatever, and think that it's fake or whatever like that. And if you looked at the chat, you would have thought that that's going to be like seventy-five percent of the people were thinking it's fake. So mm-hmm. to have more than fifty percent say it's real to me, that's huge. Like, yeah. you
3: know, that's I, huge. I, I was amazed by that when it was happening.
4: I think we have to accept, too, there's a lot of people that are never going to be able to accept this to be real, that are not as open minded as you guys. And you guys are still skeptical, of course, which is totally uh, warranted. But there's people out there that doesn't matter the evidence. Like my Mm -hmm. same aunt was talking about the conspiracy stuff. She told she said that she was talking to my cousin, her son, and like he was like, you know, full on CNN brain of no, that can't be possible. It's just stupid. That's just dumb. Right. But, you know, of course, not even really thinking about it. And so you've got a lot, significant percentage of people, I would argue maybe even 25 to 50% of all people on the planet, that's Mm -hmm. their mindset is that they're not even going to be able to consider the evidence, right. And, and consider that there might be more to this world. So for that to say 54% to me is a huge win.
5: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, man, we love having you on. I can't wait to have you on again. Next time we'll talk about, uh, I'm sure we'll touch on this subject. Then we can talk about some crazy shit. Yeah,
4: let's yeah. do it,
0: man.
4: Yeah. I'm gonna booze a little bit, get a little bit weird, and you know, talk about Why some not. deep conspiracy topics. I, I can't yeah. wait. i will be I to make
3: sure I'm not driving somewhere after the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's probably best. I'll yeah. be
4: drinking dirty martinis over here. So it'll be, <laughs> we'll be sly. I will, I, will, I will join you. I
2: yeah. <laughs> should thank you so much. Um thank you guys, guys thank Lee. you. Thank you, uh everybody in the chat, er, yeah. all everybody's supporting the channel, everybody's financially supporting the channel. Love you guys. Love all of you. Anyways, put the thumbs up. Keep doing it. Spread the word. Alien Addict. We're here to stay.
4: And I just want to say you guys should follow. Oh, okay. Oh, no, go. you're good. Flashback. No, 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 oh, no, you no, <laughs> I want to say everybody out there who's my followers, uh, check out Alien Addict. Follow these guys on YouTube. Follow these guys on Twitter as well. They are real ones that are out there telling the truth. Normal people. They deserve the follow. They deserve for people paying attention to them. And one day, we will all get become spooks and work together and uh, flip sides together. So I can't That's wait.
0: Goal
5: right there, man. Sell out hard. <laughs> That's
4: hard what sell out. here for? Yeah. Anyway, this Cheers, was awesome, mate. guys. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank
3: you. <laughs> Malaysian 370,
4: contact Chamin
3: 120.9. Good night. Uh, good night, Malaysian uh,
1: Breaking news tonight, a Malaysia Airlines flight with 239 people on board, including four Americans, has gone missing.
5: Been on that butthole thing. It's like, listen, your butthole is not my butthole because yours is elastic and mine is tangy, but they do look similar. doesn't mean they are similar. <laughs> Just got to add a little extra flavor to the detail. Catch them off guard. Slow them down.